The Horrible Gamers podcast may contain content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Horrible Gamers podcast, show number 449. We record on February the 19th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Jesus Gonzalez, also known as Jesus Gonzalez. Today, I'm joined by my co-host from the West Coast, the best coast, Gun Chief Henley Merrill is back. Welcome back, Henley. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Man, it's good. I like rainy weather, Jesus, because I game more. More time to game. It's a good thing. Okay. And from Little Ohio, we have Mayo, Steve Willier. Welcome, Mayo. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Unlike Gunny, yeah. though, you know, we get we got cold weather, so it's, it's gaming weather up here right now. I don't want to be outside in the cold. Yeah, that's right. You tell them. And I don't know from where, from Discord land, we have a special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, listener of the show and, and longtime friend. He's been on the show before. Welcome, Jay. Jay, I don't want to see your whole gamer tag. It's like, come on, like numbers. Yeah. J one underscore one two two zero. What what and do the numbers I'm, mean? What do the numbers mean? Uh it's just a date. That's all. Twelve twenty. Twelve twenty. Okay. Five yeah. days before Christmas. And I'm in Florida. I'm down here. Oh, hey, hey, Florida. Welcome to the show, Florida man. Yeah, we're here. We're here, gentlemen. We got two on the East Coast and two on the West Coast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter or the X at underscore horrible gamers. You can also join our Discord, which is the best way to get hold of us and talk to us. Actually, I, I think it's the best way. It's probably the fastest and easiest way. I don't know what a Discord. The link is in our show notes. You click on it, you join it, and it's free to join. Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to do, actually. So if you already have a Discord, then just join our server. And uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora Radio, and wherever you may find other podcasts. You can probably find us. I, I would say is 99% chance you will find us there as well. So... Head on over and rate and review us if you can on the platform of your choice. And share us with your friends and family to get the word out there about the show. Also, a big shout out to the people that support the show with the monies like Leahy, Jason Sams, Robert Noble, Chad, Henley M. Thank you, Gunny. <laughs> Portchapu, Nipron, Mayo, Evan, Big Daddy Tanaka. All in caps, by the way, so he wants us to say it really loud. And Bill Garner, second of his name. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, Evan. Thank you, Nipron. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Robert, Jason, and Leahy. You guys are all fucking awesome. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about stuff, guys. So, as we all know, Gunny, today is President's Day, Gunny. You know why it's President's Day? I don't. Is It has something to do with... That movie? I don't remember. Listen, okay, listen. Officially, President's Day was founded because originally we used to just celebrate George Washington's birthday, okay? Today is his birthday, the founder of this country. Well, not, I wouldn't say the only founder, but the first president of this country and one of the major founders of this country, right? Um, yeah, so he, uh, he had a birthday that was today, February 19th. And uh, people decided to start celebrating his birthday as a holiday, as a federal holiday. And then eventually it kind of just became uh, like a thing because Abraham Lincoln's birthday was on February 12th. 
And so, yeah, we just kind of said, you know what? We'll just make it President's Day for everyone. Yeah. No, I yeah. I haven't got to. Uh, I was kind of surprised. I got the game today with uh, Ryan, and he said up in Canada was a holiday. I'm like, oh, yeah? I mean, you guys don't do presidency. There's no way. Oh. You know? I'm prime said, minister, no, don't they? He said it's, it's family day up here in Canada. What? Come on, Yeah, family, family. day. Of all, of all things. <laughs> Who celebrates that? What kind of lame celebration is that? It's we not celebrate, real. We always celebrate have a family day. Great leaders in America. Sunday's family day, okay? Celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend family day. They got a yeah. Anyways, new holiday. Anyways, thank you to our presidents for founding this country and George Washington for not becoming like a king, right? Because you in know the he Constitution, man. You, no, you know he totally could have, right? In the beginning, like if he would have just said, "Ah, oh, you know what, guys, this whole Constitution shit. How about we just rip this shit apart and I'm gonna be the king now? Fuck you guys." Like, he probably could have done it, and people would have supported him, because they would have been like, oh, yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, people wouldn't have really challenged it, I don't think. I think some people might have, but not everyone. And I think all the people he had on his side, he would have been able to convince everyone to just let him be king. But that didn't happen, and now we have presidents. And now, and now we have commercials every four years talking about, this guy spent your money on dumb shit. Do you want him to continue spending your money on dumb shit? No, then vote for me because I will spend your money on other dumb shit <laughs> True. that you might like. So support me instead of that other guy because I will spend your money the way I want to spend it. And then it says paid for by blah, 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 and supported by blah, blah, blah. That's what happens every four years now. Yeah, thanks, that's how it goes. You know, if we would have just had a king, Gunny, we wouldn't have to deal with this shit. We would just have a king. You know what the fun thing I find funny, Jesus, is I know that we all recently did our taxes. Um, I don't know about you, Jesus, but I know me and Mayo did them. Did you do yours, yep. Jesus? So, yes, you know I how did. it says, like, hey, do you want to donate $3 to the presidential election oh fund or whatever? <laughs> I'm like, why yeah. would I give you more money? Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm already giving you my money. I don't want to give extra. But you're giving him the money to run as president. Yeah, but I, it just says fund, right? It doesn't say what president you're giving it to or just a fund. Yeah, the presidential campaign fund, man. So they could re- be elect, re- re-elected or whatever. I mean, I vote. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I'm not giving you my yeah. extra money, government. It's kind of, yeah, like I said, it's kind of a dumb thing to me. Like, I need to spend so I'm, much money on, on like, uh, campaigns or whatever to, like, run for president or governor. You, they spend a lot of money, dude, like billions of dollars. It's there should be a cap on that, right? There should be a law saying, like, you can't spend more than, I don't know, what's a reasonable number? More than they $15 million? Dollars. And, yeah, they spend hundreds, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, like, they spend easily a billion dollars on a campaign, dude. Like, they could easily spend that much money, you know? Like, just just to drop out, eventually, they could spend that much money. And it's fucking crazy, because no one bats an eye about it. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. That's that's perfectly normal, Gunny. We could just spend five hundred million on a campaign to to just say, "Oh no, you know what? We change our minds. We don't want to do this anymore, Mayo. Mayo, right. I don't. I wanted but, to be president yeah. last week, and then this week they showed me that I will never win, so I no longer want to be president. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like mind. come on, never mind that little bit of money we spent. <laughs> never mind I'll all the money you the gave bucket. us. Yeah, never mind those four hundred million dollars I just spent on fucking ads. Uh, I don't. 
Oh, yeah. Doesn't mean shit. Sorry, guys. Like, that's crazy to me. It's always been crazy. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about video games, Scunny, and the shit we've been playing, okay? Good. Good. I need money for DLC. Okay, listen. I, of course, Mayo, of course I played Call of Duty. Of course. Of course. Is that even a question? No. Is is that that even like a doubt in anybody's mind anymore? So, yeah, I played some more Call of Duty. There's a new map called Stash House, which is like the tiniest map I think Call of Duty has ever made. Honestly, it's... Tinier than Shipman? It's tinier than Shipman, yes. Wow. It is literally... uh, I haven't seen it. 12 people in a match, I think. But it's a it's a house. It's what it is. It's just like a house. It's a house, the front yard and the backyard. And then that's really it. Like, it's just a house. There's like, like, it's kind of fucking crazy. Like, they just said, uh, how about we make a map that's just a house and, like, fuck it. Like, it's just a house. Like, that's all it is. And then, and then we'll have people run around on this map and die every two seconds because you spawn in front of people everywhere. And people will just camp a corner and kill you a hundred thousand times because you keep running into the room trying to get through the house. It's kind of a stupid map. I really don't like it. Um, And then they did add some other map. I'm pretty sure they added like another one. I think I did play on it. Oh, there's the real map. I think that was the end of last season, but I know they added that stash house and I think they added something else, but I can't recall what exactly it is, but it's okay, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully they add more maps eventually. I, I don't know if they will. Um, I'm assuming they will with the next season, but I don't know. I don't know how many seasons are in a year of Call of Duty. I don't... Uh, I don't know. How long does the season last? This one's going to last 60 days or 55 days. And we're in season two now. Really so they had season one. Probably, probably six then? I would say five or six, right? Because <laughs> November is when Call of Duty comes out, so... They could probably squeeze in another four seasons to this game. But yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I played lots of that. Then I ended up playing some uh, a lot of Sea Skylines lately, man. I, I kind of got back into it, and then I restarted a whole new city the other day. And i just been playing that a lot, really. I mean, it's just a lot of City Skylines, too. Yeah, I saw um, you on there a couple of times on Discord. I hopped on, and uh, I seen you over yeah. there on City Skylines, too, chilling. Just chilling, man. It's kind of a chill game. I mean, all it is is really just micromanaging, like how, how are you going to zone things out and where do you want people to live and trying to get rid of the pollution and move your industry over to one side of the map so it doesn't pollute where people live. It's just all a little bit of that. Uh, so I've been playing lots of that. Uh, I'm still right now, I'm, my biggest issue in my city, which has grown to like about 60,000 people, it, uh, it's traffic. <laughs> traffic man i cannot figure out the goddamn traffic gunny it's it's a nightmare the traffic just gets gridlocked everywhere there's yeah. so much traffic it, i've been seeing that on reddit like and i've tried to merge like, and then i've tried to uh so what i did today is i built an extra highway around my city like a freeway i, I ended up just building it and then i connected it to the other main highway so now i kind of have like two highways one that goes around my city and one that goes into my city, like into the middle of it. So I'm going to see if that helps it. And if not, I'm going to have to build another highway off of that highway. So I'm trying to build all these highways so people stop using the fucking main road and start using the highways more to get around, you know? Um, and then I also added bus lines to my city today. Are you putting and, in uh, enough circles as well? 
What do they call roundabouts? I got them everywhere. I got those fucking things everywhere. I think they're the problem. I think they're the problem. Because I got them everywhere. And these fuckers, I don't know if they don't know how to use them or something, but like it fucks. It it fucking I have like circles everywhere, all over my fucking city, dude. Everywhere, Gunny. Every I'm talking every fucking where, dude. So one of the things that helps too is you know, when you say you build the freeways. Like, I think the what standard is like the two lanes, two lanes in each direction, right? So four lanes. I made a five lane highway. Shit. Damn. You got a I ain't fucking going. around, man. I ain't <laughs> fucking around. I made a fucking five lane highway. And then I made a three lane or a four lane highway underground. So I have a tunnel that goes underneath my city and kind of comes out the middle. Then I have the one that's above the city and goes around the city. And then I'm going to build another one that goes around the perimeter of the entire map to try to like combat the fucking traffic dude it's it's a nightmare man and i thought because i wanted to build the ones underground because i figured underground it doesn't make your city look shitty you know like it keeps everything underground yeah. your, your city doesn't look all ghetto i've never done those but it, but i you know only because i can't see it i mean unless yeah. you click on management or whatever but yeah, yeah it would definitely help you know especially I, if it comes, I, starts from outside and works its way yeah. to the middle so that's kind of what I did, and I have a few on-ramps and off-ramps off of that underground one, so it kind of alleviates some of the traffic, but there's one main intersection to my city that comes in off the highway. It's just, it's like a six-lane highway that comes into the city, into a roundabout, and it's a traffic nightmare, dude. Like, cars oh, yeah. just sit there. Cars sit there for, like, minutes and minutes. They just sit there. They can't move because there's just so much traffic flowing in different directions, and it gets fucked. So that's why I built that extra freeway up top. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do that so I can alleviate some of the problems here. And we'll see if that helped. I don't know if it did, but we'll, we'll see. Anyways, besides all that, I did end up launching Starfield yesterday and played like a couple missions of it. So I don't know what the fuck quest I was on. I was on some yeah, random yeah. random side quest. I don't even know what I was doing. I was, I was in my spaceship and I was in like some fucking space base debris area. It was a lot of debris everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing out here? <laughs> so I'm looking at my objectives and it says, talk to some chick about something. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, who is this person? Why am I going to go talk to her? So and I, I end up flying around and then some ship hails me. And they're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing out here? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, chill, man. Like, I'm just, I'm looking for you. I need to talk to you. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Why you need to talk to me? And I'm like, look, man, I got a mission for Andreja or whatever the chick's name is. Is she's with me and we need to talk to you? And she's like, I thought she was dead. And I'm like, no, she's not dead. She's alive and she's with me. Like, and the chick's like, well, if you want to talk to me, you have to fucking help me fight these other ships. So all of a sudden, like five or four spaceships showed up and they started fighting us. So we fucking blew them up pretty easily. Like my ship is pretty powerful. In terms of like the weapons that it has on it. So taking them out was pretty fucking simple. And then we docked with her. And then she, I skipped all the dialogue. I'm like, I'm not listening to her talk for 10 minutes. I skipped all the dialogue. I don't know what she said. And then she's like, get out of my ship before I kill you. And I was like, motherfucker, I will fucking shoot you right here where you stand. Try to tell me to get off your damn ship. <laughs> so then I, I undocked from her ship. And then another ship showed up to fight us. And we killed it. And then now Andreja talked to me and she's like, oh, I know what we got to do. We got to go and like fucking go and contact someone to help me find my people. 
And then I was like, what the fuck is this quest about? I have no interest to know what the hell we're doing. I'm just chilling. And I don't know, man. I kind of was like, I'm done with this. Does it run good? It runs much better now since the updates. So they have a big few updates, a few big ones. Uh, Recently, the most recent one that I got was a beta update, which released last Friday, I think. And that beta update um, pretty much added FSR 3. So if you're not familiar with FSR, that's the technology that NVIDIA or AMD uses, I'm sorry. They use for the graphics cards for upscaling. Are you playing through Xbox or are you playing it through Steam? Oh, through Steam for sure. Fuck, okay. I don't have an. I don't even have an Xbox. Because I, I just tried it. Well, you know, my you Game the- Pass on PC. Yeah. Oh no 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 no. I tried Steam. it today for the first time on PC through Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I was no, playing, I'm playing it today it. myself on the console. So we all played on three different things. I'm playing it on Steam, and like I said, Steam has the beta updates. I don't think the the PC version of the Xbox Game Pass does. Yeah. But the Steam does. one does. So we have the beta updates, and we got FSR 3 added, which FSR 3 is the latest in FSR technology for AMD, pretty much. So there's FSR, which is the first one, and there's FSR 2, of course, and now there's 3. So 3 apparently also adds uh, frame generation technology, similar similar to what uh, NVIDIA uses for their graphics cards, which is DLSS 3, and they got frame generation on the the DLSS cards or the DLSS 3 cards. Yeah, which that's is what four. I was using today. So they have frame generation, and on FSR 3, they have it as well. So I ended up tinkering with it. I wanted to see what how the game ran with, with both DLSS and FSR. So I got to say, honestly, the difference is minimal with the both of them. I, I used DLSS. And I was getting around 80 to 100 frames. And then I switched over to FSR 3, and it was still giving me around 80 to 100 frames. Now, might there have been some some graphical differences? Maybe. Not enough for me to notice them blatantly, though, right? So it wasn't enough for me to, like, like, switch it over and think, oh, man, like, oh, fuck, this guy's face is fucked up now. He looks like fucking googly eyes. What the hell? He looks even, he looks yeah. even worse than normal. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with this guy's face? Like, like no, no, <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, there's nothing noticeable like that when you switch over from DLSS to FSR. And, um, but when I did have FSR 3 enabled, it gave me the option to turn on the frame generation technology, which is the one that generates frames or whatever in the in the fucking video card that improves performance or whatever but as soon as i did that the game crashed so it's obvious that there's an issue there with the compatibility between my 3080 and the frame generation now i looked it up and some people say that the reason my 3080 is crashing is because it only has 10 gigs of ram in the video card you know and fsr3 apparently uses a lot of ram on like a lot of video ram or whatever so your graphics card has to have like a lot of video RAM for it to be able to use that tech. But what's his name? Ghost Nico was telling me that he was using FSR three. Yeah, on a yeah, ten seventy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he said me, he was getting double the frames. Like he yeah, was, he's telling me so. And he, compared to launch, and he's using frame generation. So I'm like, how the fuck is Ghost Nico using frame generation on a ten seventy, and I'm trying it on a thirty eighty, and it's not working? Like. So there must be some compatibility issue with the way that patch came out and my. It was running super good for me. I only have the forty sixty Ti, but 
It was yeah. running around 90. I put everything to Ultra, 1440, everything Ultra. And then I tried the DLS, and um, it jumped to like 120, 125. It was running. Yeah. Through, and that's through the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, nice. It was running really well. I was shocked. With uh, So, yeah, with that being said, though, I did have the game on Ultra. I did have everything to the max, man. Like, I didn't. Originally, I had the game optimized to run better frame rates, so I had a lot of settings on medium and high. Mm-hmm. When I got, when I recently launched it again, I ended up going through there and just leaking everything on Ultra, and then I ended up improving the uh, the uh, what is it, the resolution, the render resolution. I, I upped right. it up from from I think I had it at seventy five percent. I put it up to a hundred, and the game looks really good. It looks really good. It's just. I don't know why it keeps crashing with FSR 3 and frame generation enabled. Now, it doesn't crash when the frame generation is disabled. I could run FSR 3 with the frame generation off, and it won't crash. But as soon as I turn the generate frames or whatever shit on, it crashes the game. Like, well, it just won't. If there's work. that much performance difference, why don't you just run DLSS? I mean, that's kind of the natural... And that's what I'm going to do anyways, for the I mean. moment. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do at the I, moment. I know what um, would... Uh, I was talking to Nico today, and he he was credited himself with getting you two to play it. He's like, I got Gunny and Jesus to play Starfield again. He was all proud hey, of himself. I think he did. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about it. That got me to play it. But uh, but the good thing is that the game, from the little bit that I played, which wasn't a lot, I'm telling you, like I only did like a mission or two. From the little bit that I played, it kind of reminded me of why I initially liked the game. Because I love space, dude. I love I love space. I fucking do. If I could go to space right now, I would go to space. Like, that's how much I love it. Like, it, it's so fascinating to me what space is and what it could be, you know, what could be out you're there. Saying, you're saying if you had some uh, Jeff Bezos money, huh? You'd be going out there in a Oh, rocket. God damn, yeah. I'd be, I'd spend all my money flying to space, bro. I'd, I'd fucking, yeah. Would you ride I'd on start Falcon my, 9? Uh, yeah, I'd go on all the rockets. I'd pay SpaceX to take me up there, NASA. I'd pay the Russians, the Chinese, the Japanese. I'd pay everyone to take me to space. Be like, oh, you guys take me to space all the time. I want to go to space. I try to rent a I'll rent a room from the International Space Station. So, so I get to walk outside and see a lot of the Falcon 9s go up a lot from down here. I see them quite often, two, three cool. times a week. That's fucking badass. That's fucking sick. I love watching them on, like, people post them or whatever, like the video launches. They're fucking cool, man. I'm like, hell yeah. It'd be cool to see one in real life. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I... uh. I love space, and that's why I kind of i I don't hate this game, but it pisses me off what Bethesda did to it. Like, like I wish this game was more like I wish it was a Bethesda game in terms of the scope of it, but with the Mass Effect polish to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, or I that wish, uh, cyberpunk kind of polish to it. I mean, the, the kind of where it's yeah. at now, the game where it's yeah, yeah, not if, launch, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, if they somehow, if somebody made a game that was like a mix of cyberpunk with Mass Effect and this fucking Starfield game, it would be the perfect fucking game. Like, if they could figure out how to make it smooth and like no jankiness to it, like there is now. Do you know there's and... one studio that can do it, Jesus? One studio that can Ooh, do yeah. it. I mean, I'm guaranteed that they can do it. Like, I'm sure others could, but that would be Rockstar. I think they could too. I think Rockstar could. I think they could, if they really set their whole team on it. They said, you know what, guys, we're not making another GTA. We're not making another Red Dead. We're devoting all our fucking resources to making the next most badass fucking space adventure fucking RPG game, and we're gonna do it. 
it would be fucking cool, man. Like you could hijack other people's ship, which you can, and you can in Starfield. You can steal other people's shit, but like Rockstar would do it to where it was smooth. It wouldn't be so janky. Everything would be like fucking awesome, you know. <laughs> I want it, Mario. Give me a fucking space GTA, man. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. We need it, right? We fucking need it. Of course. We got a cowboy, our fucking GTA. Why can't I get a fucking space GTA, man? Yeah. The fuck, Rockstar? Well, that's what that's what Starfield's for, man. Come on. No, but it doesn't have it, man. Like, it has the juice. It's there. But it doesn't have all the flavor to the juice. Oh. Okay. It doesn't have it. it. It's like it's good. It's decent by itself, but like it could be better. You know, it's kind of like Kool Aid that doesn't have enough sugar. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 doable. Like you can drink it, yeah. But if you add a little bit more sugar to this, it'd be way way better. You know what I mean? Yeah, throw a little gin in there. Come on, that's kind of what this is, dude. This you know, like if Starfield kind of just got rid of all the fucking jankiness to the game, it would be a really great game, and it is a good game. But it's not a great game, and it has a lot of faults to it, and there's a lot of issues with it that are still present, I would say. And there's and there's a lot of issues with it that are just fundamental to the game. Like they, I don't think they could ever change it. And what I'm talking well, about much, that is... How much time uh, do you have in the game? I would say about 60 hours now, 50 hours. Wow. Let me check. I could check okay. on Steam. Because I did play for like, I want to say, 10 hours on my Xbox account. And on Steam, it says I have 23 or 24 hours. So I guess 30 hours, maybe. Oh, fuck, I had way more than that. I don't know. You might have more than me, because I, I probably put... I know it says more time, but I probably did 15 on my first playthrough. I know I've done, I've done a lot of uh, things in Starfield. I've done a lot of quests, dude. I've done, like, all the Crimson Fleet stuff I did. I did the UC Vanguard quest. I did a bunch of, the, a bunch of quests, like a bunch of them. And I've also done the uh, a lot of the main story quests, where like now you're going out and finding the little power up abilities or whatever. I've been doing a lot of those, and I know I did a bunch of those because I have different powers now. Like I have like a force push, I have one that gives me extra oxygen, I have one that gives me like some levitating power or whatever. Like I have a bunch of different powers that I can use, like a Jedi kind of. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But, you got um, the Fus Roda, right? The old Skyrim yeah, yeah. Fus Roda. Yeah. I have <laughs> one of those, yeah. And I, keep, I always forget that those abilities are there because I never use them. I always use my guns, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I could just push these guys off this cliff and not have to see them. <laughs> like, why the fuck didn't I think of that, you know? I always forget about those powers. But, uh, but yeah, I really want Starfield to get better, and I think it will. I think that they're trying to address some of the issues, but some of the issues, like I said, are just at its core part of the game, and that will never change. And those issues for me are some of the dialogue. Some of the dialogue is just very, like, very, I would say, very simplistic. Very, it's, it's not like, you don't feel like you're really talking to someone sometimes. You know what I mean? You, 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 your answers are very canned responses. And the way that people talk to you are kind of like, they're not really talking to you. It's kind of hard to explain. And you won't that. see it. You I don't won't get that see Jesus, it. But- but I noticed you won't that see some... it right away. You you won't see it right away because a lot of the main quests and the main characters are well dialogued. They have good dialogue and they they have good like when they speak, they have good emotion to their voice. They have everything is there for the main characters. But what I'm talking about is a lot of the side characters. A lot of these 
side quests and side missions that you're doing, you run into characters that are just very like generic. Like she's like, yeah, kind of like Skyrim. Can you help me guy. kill these dogs. You know they don't call them dogs in there, right? Yeah, they've been like the, eating my crops. I need you to kill them. Something like, like the that. Guy, it's like the guy in Skyrim who would always say about the guy who would always talk about taking an arrow to his knee every time he walked into the city. You know, I forget what city that was in Skyrim, but that fucking city you walked into, and the yes. guy was always like. Oh, I used to be an explorer, an adventurer, right. just like you, but I took an arrow to the knee or whatever. And it's like, all right, bro, I heard that like a thousand times now. Can you say something <laughs> else? And it's the same guy for everything. Yeah, yeah the same it's voice. It's the same but guy. we love that game, right? We love that game. That game had and some I fucking do. charm to it. And it was good, but we're, we are now 13 years away from that game. And in 13 years, it seems to me that Bethesda hasn't really improved their dialogue team or like what the fuck's going on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, Jesus, like I'm, and I'm sure you've seen it too. Like, and even in the main missions, cause I was playing it today and I'm like, all right. So I see like you get the multiple choice, four answers to choose from, but two are the same. You know, I don't know. It, but still like, I get it. There are some other games that have a similar answer, but it's like really like you could have made those a little differently. They're just kind of worded differently. I don't know. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I didn't like. It's like any, like mini money, mo on those uh, questions. I like the setting of the game, though. I love space. Like I said, I love the atmosphere in it. It's kind of cool, you know. And there are some cool stuff you run into eventually. Like, there is some really cool missions. And there is some cool side quest missions that you do. There's some creepy ones. There's some dark ones. There's some. There's different ones that you do that are pretty neat. But I wish it was just a better game. <laughs> I just wish it was great. It w- it's good, but I wish it was great, I guess. But it's not great, and it sucks, kind of, that it's not great. Because it could be great, but it's not. I like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is a lot of fun, and it's a really good game. I want to say it's a great game, though. Because a lot of the endings are flawed. You know, a lot of the endings aren't very satisfying, in my opinion. Most of the endings to that game, with, even with the multiple endings, I think it has five now or six. They added a few since launch. Yeah, I think it's six yeah now, with that. Even even with the the multiple endings that were added, it's not very satisfying. the The resolution you get for V is not satisfying. Now, I think in the next game they're going to change that. I don't think they're going to kill off your character in the end. Who knows? Maybe they will. But I, I kind of games like this piss me off that kill off your character in the end. I yeah. think everyone does it because Rockstar does it. Because Rockstar did it with uh, what's that game? Red Dead Redemption One. They did it with that. They right. did it with we did it with a. Uh, with GTA Five, they did it with that. They did it with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, you know. And I feel like a lot of these companies look at them and they're like, "Whoa, they can kill off the main guy if Mass Effect can kill off Commander Shepard. Well, fuck it, we can kill off our main guy too, you know? Like, oh, fuck it, we could do it. Everyone's dying, you know. It's kind of like, no, man. Like some people put in a lot. Of yeah, like to it's these an games. epic ending. Yeah. It's not very epic if your character dies in a stupid fucking way, like in like in Cyberpunk. It's a stupid way to die. <laughs> oh, you got this chip that's frying your head, and the whole point of the game is to do missions to try to get this fucking chip out of your head so it doesn't kill you. And then in the end, you get to the end, spoilers everyone, they can't get the chip out of your head because it's going to kill you. So, you have a few choices on how you're going to die, and then that's it. There's no good ending really you know there's no happy ending for v no matter what you do no matter the choices you get 
Does Phantom Liberty change any of that? It does. So there is an ending, I will say this. There is an ending in the game where V gets to live, but not like you think they get to live. Like, it's not the same. Probably going to be in another person's body, or, yeah. Essentially, don't you don't, don't you don't get continued, you don't, like, you like even if they say, if the game had, like, a after-end game, like, continue playing the game as much as you want type thing, the V that you would get wouldn't be the same V that you got before that ending. Like, it would just not, you wouldn't be able to play as V. You'd have to play as a whole new character, because... V is not V anymore. There's somebody else, kind of. And it's kind of like a fucked up ending. Like I said, all the endings are fucked up. So I wonder, in Starfield, do you, does your character die in the end? Does it, Oh, fuck. Don't tell me, Mayo. I don't know. Is oh, my fucking... Is my fucking, spoil it. Is my <laughs> fucking it, const- so. constellation member going to die at the end of the fucking game? Did anybody oh, finish it? Fuck. Nobody's finished it? I, I, no, I haven't finished have. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> not the main quest, I guess. I haven't finished it, but... Like, yeah, I, I went in on that first playthrough and the one for 15 hours, and then I just went off the rails, uh, just going and doing Crimson Fleet missions and everything else I can find. That's kind of the cool part of the game, the though, right? The cool it part is. of that game is just doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, you don't have... Like, yeah, you can stick to the main missions and probably finish the game relatively fast, I would say. I think I think people said that if you mainline all the main missions, the game really is only like 15 or 20 hours long. Yeah, I thought it was 20 to but, 25. I can't remember. But if you start doing all the side quests, that's when shit starts getting expanded because some side quests are like two missions and then other side quests are like 15, 20 missions, you know? Yeah, some they're are long, even some longer. Long, yeah. Some are even longer. Some even go for like hours upon hours. You're like in a mission for like an hour straight. You're like, oh, fuck, like I'm not done with this yeah. mission yet? <laughs> like, like how many places Traveling do you have Traveling all to over the to? universe, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, but so I think this this playthrough for me, Jesus, it's gonna. I'm gonna try and mainline it. That's I'm really focused on the the main story. So you want to play I, it on the main story and then go back and just fuck around with the new account? They they always said that. So this time I'm like this time I'm committed. I'm like no, nope, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stick Starfield, with it. Starfield does have new game plus, and the game expects you to do new game plus. That's what I was yeah. just about to ask. That's great. It does. So the game. So there's actually a thing where if you beat the game more than 10 times, okay, you have to beat it 10 times to get like this special spaceship that's in the game. But that spaceship only unlocks if you beat the fucking game 10 times. Now that is dedication, Mayo. Are you going to beat the game 10 times? No, I'm not going to beat it one time. So (laughs) you beat Dead Cells 5. (laughs) Yeah, I can play Dead Cells though. I just don't get into this game though. That's a lot. That's two. a lot of Starfield, why. dude. I tried. I tried three or four times, and I'm literally like, I want to play it because, like, I'm literally even hearing hearing you guys talk about it now. I'm like, should I re-download it and play it on the PC again? I'm like, all right, yeah. can I correct that, guys? Because this is something I forgot. Ghost Nico kept telling me over and over again, and that is, I am going to join the what are they called? The Rangers, Free Star Rangers. Um, it's part of the main mission, but you don't have to like you know, join up with those guys. But apparently you do get a really good ship once you complete their their quest for them. So, and it's pretty powerful. Uh, so I'll probably will do that. I forgot how long you said it was, but it wasn't it wasn't that long, like in hours. So once I get that and I get the ship, I can go back and yeah. But for now, I'm still, I'm just focused on that main story. So I did see some things today that I haven't seen before. A couple of missions. I, I guess Starfield has New Game Plus, but it also has like, new game plus baby mode 
So it has a new game plus option where you can restart the game completely and it'll reset everything. It'll reset your your campaign progress and all your side quest stuff and all your gear and shit. But you always it says here that you always get to keep your powers that you have unlocked. Oh, that's cool. Skills. Yeah. You get to keep your skills and your skill challenge progression. You get to keep your achievements. But you can also keep your campaign progress if you decide to do that. So if you beat the game, the main story, and you decide to restart the game, continue playing, apparently the character that you reset it with, I think it's Sarah, will ask you if you want to reset everything. Like, she'll ask you, do you want to reset everything? Like, And you can say yes or no, and apparently if you say no, all the side quests get reset, but the main campaign missions do not. So that means you've uh, already completed all the main campaigns, you only have side missions left? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But, but you get to keep leveling up your character, like, in terms of their abilities and their skills or whatever, right? So if you want, like, the ultimate abilities in your character, I guess you replay it multiple times to get all the abilities. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, more choices, the better. So I'm just playing on normal, not rookie, not baby mode, not easy. So, uh, yeah. Um, Sounds like it just allows you to finish the game, go back, keep doing your side quests, unless you say, yeah, reset it all. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't do the new campaign. I'd probably just do my side quest again. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the new campaign thing would be like a hassle, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you were just doing it. So yeah. Why, why bother with it? Um, anyways, let's, uh, talk about anything else that I've been playing. I, I, what the fuck else did I play? I played Starfield. I played that. That's really about it. A lot of city skylines, man. It's just, it's been taking over my game time. I think about that game is really doing nothing. You're just clicking on shit. Yeah. Yeah. And watching your city go. Like it's kind of like a weird game, right? Because you can literally walk away from it and just kind of see what happens. You know, like it doesn't really matter. There's there is consequences to it, but there's not if like if you build up a lot of money in the game where you have a lot of money in your bank, even if the city goes to shit for like a like 20 minutes straight, you could probably still walk back and see that everything's gone to shit really bad, and you've probably lost all your money, but you could probably still somehow, like, reverse it all, you know, like, reconfigure the city really fast to try to get everything rebuilt or whatever, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at in that game, because I've, I've played it, and I've seen seen it going to shit, and then I've seen it go really well, and somehow my city gunny got a lot of money. I don't know how, but they're up... Like, the city has a lot of money that... It's just, like, unlimited money at this point. There's so much money that I cannot spend it on enough buildings to spend the money. That That's how much money my city has made. And I don't even know how because I didn't have taxes really high. And I don't even know how they made that much money. I don't you know. Got, what you the got those f- gunny hacks going on over there. Him and yeah, his, I think uh, so. I'm not money. playing in baby mode. I'm playing in regular mode. <laughs> not creative. And for, the, okay. and for the longest time, I was losing money. I was losing a lot of money and I was barely making it to like... You know how you get to the next milestone and they give you like a million bucks or two million bucks and then you kind of like use that money to build some of the new unlocked buildings and shit? Well, I was barely doing that. And then when I did that about four or five times and my city got to like around 20,000 people, 30,000 people, the the income to the city just skyrocketed. It just went like through the roof, dude. Like now I have I like some. It's, it's got to be those like, low taxes, right? That it's appealing to. Residence. No, and I had taxes at like 13% or something for property tax. I had it pretty high. So it was like at $700, 800000000 million in the bank. I was like, 
how the fuck? So I just kept playing the game. Right now, my city is sitting at like 650 million or something. And I have like everything built that I need to build. I have police stations. I have fire stations. I have helicopter. I have disaster zone response teams. I have everything in the city that you got those pretty parks. I got, I got, yeah, I got fucking parks everywhere. I got a university. I got a college. I got a medical hospital. I got a university hospital. I have a big nuclear power plant. I have like, yeah, that thing making a lot of power and like a bunch of shit, like a bunch of industrial areas. It's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. Like, so anyways, that's what I played. That's what I've been playing. And I will continue to play that. And I might continue to play some more Starfield. But anyways, what have you guys been playing? What's Jay been playing? Is he here? Did he walk oh, over? He just stepped out for a moment. <laughs> what timing? Um, I'll jump in real quick. I've only been playing a, like a select few games here lately. Uh, been continuing on with uh, uh, the latest, you know, God of War, Ragnarok, and uh, or not, yeah, Ragnarok, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, continuing with that quest, I'm I'm starting to get more into the story now. Before I was kind of like, you know, getting tired of doing the puzzle solving and all that aspect of things, but it's given me a little bit more to do here and there. I'm finally to the point now where uh atreus goes and sees odin and um you're like meet up with odin and you kind of go off in this little little quest with thor and so i'm to that part in the game right now so it's kind of picked up a little bit and i kind of enjoyed it a little more but i mean it's it, it's got a war it's it's a lot of fun i'm enjoying I love the, that the game i get, love that game i'm like just going through it i'm enjoying it i like i like the 2018 one better so far for me i played through I ragnarok and a lot more Played through it immediately again. I liked it so much. Um, yeah, uh, I'm getting more into it. Like, it, like you know, once early on, it really wasn't grabbing me. But now I'm kind of like, okay, like I've been finding myself wanting to pick it up more often. And, you know, I'm getting some more of the abilities. Like I said, I'm to the point now like where, where I went with Atreus and went and met with Odin. And you're kind of going somewhere with like part of a mask with Thor. And you're fighting your way through it. And you have to you know, do all that stuff. So you just kind of find out what's going on there. I'm enjoying it. Um... I mean, it's been kind of bouncing. Like, I've been playing that. Um, I've been pretty much the same old games. I've been playing a little bit of uh, Forza Motorsport again still. You know, good old racing game. I finally finished the... Uh, I don't know you played this recently or whatever or not, but um, the, across the top of the, the list of races, there's like a whole set of series of races you can do. And I finally finished those, and they give you the Ford GT. It's the last car. And so you beat that. So I went down to the next category. They had the muscle car category, so I got to do the Camaro category. So that was kind of fun. You know, messing with that, it was like a Camaro Challenger or the Mustang. You know, of course, I chose the Camaro, but but beat that. Then when I'm playing like an old Fox Body Mustang set of it now. But I tried, I tried going back to the PlayStation's Gran Turismo, and uh, that game is just so much different from the motorsport the way they they both play. Because Turismo, it's all about you know dumping money in cars and just upgrading them however you want. And Forza is just kind of like you know you got to level the cars up, so you can't just throw money into them. So you got to like start from scratch with the car. You can maybe put like a set of tires on it and that's it. You know, and you get go out there and you get so many laps in. And once you start learning the car, you can put a little bit more on it and a little bit more each time you go. But I like the way in Turismo in comparison, like how they teach you more about the cars. Like they have like a breakdown in the histories and, and all that of each car. You know, they, they be, they'll talk about like this set of cars here. They'll talk a lot about like Mercedes in general, like the AMG division. And they'll kind of talk about their history and you know, you'll drive some of their cars. Where, where Forza Motorsport, it just gives you a category of races. And it's like, okay, you can choose these kind of cars, and these kind of cars are it. And you just have to be within this uh, performance point ratio. And so as long as you're under the certain number you need to be, you can use that car, but it doesn't really say a whole lot besides that. But where Turismo is like, 
giving you this whole history about that brand and, and the, the different cars and why it's significant and stuff like that. So I do like where they do that more so than or Forza, but Forza plays so well. I really enjoy that game. Like the the way it way it runs and everything. Once you put the cars in manual mode and everything, it it's just a lot of fun. And then yeah. pretty much that's like all my console time has been for the most part. And then like my PC time, my PC time has mainly been crazy enough is Fortnite with uh, Ryan. He's got me started playing over there, Jesus. <laughs> He's got me started playing Fortnite with him, and we were having some fun and uh, done a couple games, you know, with him. And uh, we had some pretty deep runs and kind of learned more about the game. And then I'd play some solo runs by myself. But then one night, Jesus, of course, we, I, I hop on, right? And uh, Ryan's on. So so I'm with Ryan. And my, my, my youngest son was on. So I'm like, hey, let me bring my boy over here. We'll go over and get some wins, you know? And so, so he comes in. He's like, yeah, I can join. So he joins with one of his friends. And I think with Ryan, we win like three or four games straight. But uh, the, one, the one game, of course, my son is like Terminator in that game. He's going, he had like 20-some kills by himself. I think he had like 26 or 27 kills. And then his friend had like 10 or something. We ended up with like 40-some kills as a squad in the, in the game that we played with a win. And we ended up doing like three or four games in a row, getting three or four wins in a row. And then we moved on, and you know, inside of Fortnite, they have all these other modes now. They have like a Rockstar game in there, and so uh, we end up playing that. And you can basically buy different licensed music with uh, V Bucks, and then you can play them. You can pick your instrument and and stuff like that, and you can pick your difficulty level. And you got to try to like five star everything as as a group and stuff. It's it's actually a lot of fun. It's it's pretty challenging once you put the difficulty pretty high. I think Ryan enjoyed it. I think I even had Nico in that. He was watching us play. I think, and he was having a good time watching us. So it's just yeah. like uh, there's a lot of button pressing, like yeah, yeah. Notes. It's like a rhythm rhythm game within Fortnite. It's basically like a Guitar Hero or Rockstar game. You know, you, you're just uh, you know playing whatever notes, and it's a matter of key presses and holding. Uh, Ryan was using a controller, and we we're using mouse and keyboard. So mouse and keyboard is like D and F and J and K, and so you got to use those buttons, and you'd have to hold them and and you know for certain notes and stuff like that. And sometimes it'd be really fast and. It depended like what what uh, part of the band you were playing. So if you're doing like vocals in the game, like you didn't actually have to sing or nothing like that, but like you had to hit the notes for the for the audio to sound right, and it wasn't so bad. But when the vocals weren't going on during the song, you'd have like a little break, you know. But people would have the drums and the lead and stuff like that, you know. They would have to do different stuff, but it, it was a lot of fun. Just kind of messed around with that, and just fun. it's weird, you know, just all the modes they have in Fortnite now, and haven't tried the Lego mode or the car mode, you know, you know the racing mode yet, but. But uh, been messing around with it quite a bit here lately with Ryan, and we've been having a good time going there and just kind of yeah. we played for a couple. Nico hours said today. the uh, the Lego game is actually pretty fun. So yeah, we even we even were playing the other night, and Nico came on and watched us, and uh, he ended up joining Ryan and myself today, and uh, he was good luck for us. He uh, we got two wins in a row with Nico, and then uh, after that we kind of split up, and I got back on before the podcast tonight and did a couple games with Nico and got two duo wins with him as well. So. Nico's got like five or six wins under his belt. He he's kind of getting the bug in the game too. He's like, this is actually pretty fun. So he's been enjoying it. I I was giving him a hard time today. Uh, you guys were playing. I was like, you guys killed all the bots already. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably does match us up with some bots because he's like lower level. He's kind of new, but yeah, we were having a good time playing through it. That's that's pretty much like all I've been playing. Like I said, I just been uh, I haven't really fired up my Xbox in the living room. I've been thinking about it every once in a while, like. I need to fire that up and play something. So maybe I'm going to dive back into uh, some Diablo 4. And I did see did see the announcement where they said that Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass, which would be a nice addition, but it's, it's funny because it's like another game that I bought that's going to end up on Game Pass. 
Yeah, that yeah. Happen all the time. Like I got that with the Xbox when I bought it, and of course it came to Game Pass. So, but uh, that'll add some players to it. You know, that'll help a lot. So maybe the next season will be good. I mean, that's a good game just to play through, anyways, just to see. It's a really good looking game, and I've had a lot of fun playing a Necromancer in that game. But that's pretty much it. Like I said, it's pretty much been mainly the PlayStation in the living room and just kind of lately here Fortnite on the PC. What about you, Jay? I know you don't have a whole lot of time tonight, but what, what have you been doing here lately? Um, well, lately, Sony hasn't had any really good first-party games out, like Spider-Man 2 was the last one out. That's the only thing I had to play was the PlayStation for a while. What did you think about Spider-Man 2? It was good. They added a lot of stuff to it compared to the first one. Um, being able to switch between the two players. Um, um, the missions were more detailed. The dialogue was better. The story was better. Being able to play as Venom was really good. There was a lot to it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but after that, there wasn't a whole lot to play. I've been playing lately. It just came out last week. Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. Yeah, I've been seeing. I did watch a couple of reviews on that. I wasn't sure if that was something I'd be interested in. I love it. It's it's kind of like a mix between uh, a God of War and, uh, do you know, the other game that they made uh, vampire or vampire did anybody play that i think jesus did right yeah i, I like know you that. played that yeah i played it it was good it's kind of a mix with that as far as like the dialogue and the choices you make and uh there's a lot to it it's basically you and your lover are ghost banishers and she ends up dying and you go through the game she's ghost and you're still human, and she helps you out. You switch back and forth between the characters. The combat's pretty decent. It's not as in-depth as a God of War game. There's a lot more depth in God of War's combat, but it's it's enough to keep the game going along because the story, the main thing about the game is the story. The story is excellent. The side quests are good. The main story's good. The dialogue, the actors, the performance ain't that great. It keeps dipping. I'm playing in uh, performance mode, but it dips 40 Five forty-seven, a lot, especially when stuff's fast, fast moving. But I'm enjoying it. I'm probably ten, fifteen hours into it. And then um, I just got a PC recently. Yeah. Tell us about uh, that. What what kind? What kind did you get? Did you? And you? Uh, I heard you built it yourself as well. Like, so did you go to like PC part picker or how did you do it? You learn anything from YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I just watched a lot of videos. Decided on a. Uh, mid-grade cpu i got the 5600x and i put a 4060 ti in it It runs really good today was i was playing starfield for the first time i only played for like maybe 30 minutes 40 minutes so i'm not too far into the game i completed the first mission you know it's basically towards tutorial show you how to fly get to the first planet like that's about where i am so i haven't played it for very long but it was running good like about with the dls on probably 120 125 frames Nice and smooth. Nice. Everything set on Ultra. I thought it was running good, but that's through Xbox Game Pass. I didn't try what, the. Uh, what other games do you ex- do you want to play on the PC? I guess is, is my next question. I mainly what, what got the, it. What was the I mean, reason for the PC? Yeah, I was gonna get a Series X, and then I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just do the PC? That way, I can do Game Pass on PC, and then if there's games that come to Steam, I can play them too. But, you know, Indiana Jones is coming out this year. Um, what else? Uh, Hellblade 2. 
Uh, there's a few games coming out for Xbox this year, so I figured best of both worlds. We'll see. And there's a couple of games that I've seen that's on Steam that I have on a wish list that I caught during the Game Awards last year that'll be coming to PC. I forget the names of them. But yeah, I figured why not? I mean, it didn't cost me a whole lot to do this. I thought it was recent, a uh, pretty decent budget build. I don't even have $1,000 in this. so It certainly yeah, looks like it. I mean, from you know, from what you showed me. Like, I don't know, between, you know, between the case and, you know, the graphics card and cooler and all that good stuff. I should have went 4070. I probably will upgrade it to a 4070 and give this one to my son because he's got like a 1070. Yeah, so, that's what I'm using. He, he that's what I heard. Card. My, my boy had a 1070 and I gave him my old 2080 Super. And then so he was able to do a little free upgrade on his end. Yeah, I'll that, probably that, that, that card held out well. Yeah, that card lasted for a long time and it still has a lot of life up in it. But, uh. I would have kept it, but he wanted to upgrade. He had a 1070, and I figured he was due. So I went ahead and switched it out for him. Um, also, I played Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so for the whole time I didn't have a PC, I was claiming all these Epic games. And everybody, my son and everything, says, like, Epics, don't play on Epic. It's not that great. So I went on there, and I downloaded Guardians because it was a free game. And I started playing it, but no controller support. And I'm like, what? what? I can't use That's no controller? Weird. So I had the... Uh, weird. Yeah, so... I found a workaround, YouTube, add Epic to Steam, and then if you play it through Steam, yes. open up Guardians of the Galaxy that way, there's controller support, but only for an Xbox controller. So I haven't, I've had an Xbox controller for a while. I remember last time I was on Jesus, we talked, you were shocked because I was PlayStation, I liked my PlayStation, but I was also playing Game Pass to the cloud. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and. I bought the controller back then. Honestly, it's set this whole time. Like, I played a couple months of Game Pass and got rid of it, and it's been sitting for a while. First time I've used it in a long time. Batteries were all dead. So uh, I'm getting used to that. I cannot get used to the D-pad under the joystick. Like, I'm sitting here playing, and I'm literally <laughs> trying to hit the D-pad, and it's under the joystick. I just cannot get used to it. Yeah, that. it's, it's, I don't, it's different, I don't yeah. use a D-pad that often, I feel like. I think it's pretty, pretty much all, most of the analog sticks for me. Well, in Guardians, Guardians, you use the D-pad to switch all the characters. Oh, so, yeah. And I played right. through yeah. it on PS5, so I've already played through it, and it's just, I don't know, it's just natural. I've always had a PlayStation. I've never owned an Xbox. Yeah, that's not a very good like mouse and keyboard game either, because like I find like in my personal preference, if like, anything is third person, I tend to like using a controller, with the exception of maybe like Fortnite yeah. or something like that. But um, most of those action games and stuff like that, I tend to use a controller if I can, you know. That's kind of weird, yeah. though. Like, I've never had too many issues with Epic of my kind of controller not working. Yeah, a lot. Because I think um, my controller has worked fine with, uh, when I got my ga- my graphics card, I got Alan Wake 2, and that's on Epic as well. It's not on Steam yet. And okay. that worked right away, but well, it's maybe it's just it's, set up in the it's the only game I've tried on Steam. It's or I meant on Epic. It's the only game I have like fifty games through them. Shadow yeah, maybe Tomb give another one a shot. Maybe Death see if Stranding. there's something in the game. I got a ton of them through there, so that's the only one I've tried so far. So we'll and see. And maybe did you try looking in the settings on the game to see if there's yeah. an option to like enable it? Yep. I mean, that's yep. not very common, but I've seen it before. Yeah, I guess there's a handful of games that's like that. That's the only way. I, that's how I found out the the workaround to go. I I didn't know you could add it to Steam. So I added to Steam and I launched the game to Steam and it seems to work just fine. It yeah, runs and good. a non-Steam game, right? Yeah. I, I do that on the Steam Deck, but not too much. Good. It gets like 
144 frames, everything maxed out. I'm actually surprised with this 4060 because everybody talked bad about it, but it was it was in my budget. But it seems to run great. Right. Um, yeah, combat's good. Story's good. Other than yeah, that, I mean, it depends on the games too, like how how old the game is too. Like you know, like a 4060 will probably have a little bit of a harder time on something like brands making new, like something like Alan Wake Two or something like that. It yeah. might not do as well. But you know, if you can play stuff like you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff, you're not gonna have any issues at all. Been, I mean, most games are not going to have any issues at all until you really want to like crank up the resolution or the you know the graphic settings. But you can make adjustments here and there once you get used to it. Well, this card only it. has eight gigabytes of VRAM. They have a sixteen gigabyte model, but I was antsy when I ordered it, and I'm like, I'm ready to build it on a, it was like a Saturday, and it was the last thing I needed is the card, and I wanted to build it on Sunday before I went to work Monday, and I'm like. The only thing I could get to come for 4060 was either a regular one or a TI 8 gigabyte version. I couldn't get the 16 gigabyte the next day. So I just got this. I would have gotten the 16 gigabyte version. I'd stepped away for a second when you kind of talking about some of it. Did you uh, say or did anybody ask, like, how did your experience to go put it together? Was it easier or harder than you thought? It was super easy. Like, super easy. Yeah. I had no issues. Like, I seen people do it on youtube videos and i went to put it together i looked at my manual a couple of times for a couple of the argb plugs just to find out exactly where they was and i even put a pcie card in because the case has a type c port and my motherboard doesn't have a type c port so i put a card in so i could use the port on the case actually my case has four usb type c ports on it now <laughs> nice yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot easier than what people think, I, I believe. You know, like people are like, oh, you know, about getting into PC gaming, about building one, but the cost is there. But it's not that bad. I mean, it's, it makes you nervous putting it together, and there's some little things here and there. You can be like, That was oh, the funnest part. Right? Was putting yeah, it together. I'm like, man, can I get rid of this one and do another one? Like, <laughs> just to build it? I'd... Yeah, you get that bug. You want to start building and upgrading like occasionally, and you're like, okay, I want to do this, or I want to do that, you know? But Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's good times, but... and... And it kind of gives you a new open area to play in, too. You'll get some new games. Like you said, you'll have access to these Game Pass games. So you said you got the PC Game Pass then, and, and so mm-hmm. you know, you'll know you have that. So you have all Xbox stuff now, and you get your Sony stuff. You're in a really good spot. Yeah. You know, it comes yeah. to that. And then, but you know, controller yeah. only. I cannot. I tried using the keyboard, man. Forget it. I mean, it's going to take yeah. some training. Like it, that, it takes some time, yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll get there. Just It just takes you, you know, a little bit of time and muscle memory and stuff like that, but... There's a, you know, you got a lot of games in you know, Game Pass you can kind of play and mess around with and stuff, but, you know, single-player stuff where you can get used to the keyboard. Um, games like Frostpunk and stuff like that, those city builders and stuff are really good with mouse and keyboard. Um, I don't see how people play Fortnite and all that with the keyboard. Oh, yeah. I, have a, I have a buddy who lives up by you in Columbus. His name's Tim, and uh, he was on PS4, and I kept telling him, man, get a PS5. He's played multiple different games on PS4. I said, get a PS5, get a PS5. He got one like a year ago. Every time I see him, all he plays is Fortnite. That is the only game. <laughs> yeah. If you go to his games, yeah, his games and trophies. Probably his like kid, it, maybe. Yeah, It's him, too. Him and his kid. That's it, yeah. Fortnite. It's the only thing that's ever been played on that thing. Like, not even the Astro that comes with nothing. I did so. mess around with that game just the other day, actually. I forgot, I forgot about that, that little Astro's Playroom, whatever it teaches the controller. Yeah. I found, like, all the puzzle pieces. I'm kind of, like, really close. There's, like, a last room that has, like, a hundred-some pieces. I just got to find those, and then I'm pretty much 100% in it. But I was kind of playing with that a little bit. Do you ever try to hunt for the platinum trophies? No, like I'm 100%? not. Yeah, yeah. That'd be probably the only game I do it on because uh, it's easy. Most games I don't go back. Yeah, that game seemed like it's pretty straightforward. You know, just find those little uh, 
puzzle pieces, but that's kind of the main whole goal of the game, you know, just finding those pieces. But yeah. games like Spider-Man and stuff like that, where you got to find, like, the different stuff around the game, I usually don't look for those kind of things. I can kind of, like, focus on the story and then get enjoying the story or whatever. So then I just kind of play the Halo campaign, and sometimes I dive back in after I beat it, play some of the side quests here and there. But uh, not very often I'll go through and do, like, everything on the game and try to 100% it, you know? Especially in the game, any game that has a bunch of stuff to find and, and stuff like that. I, I don't like searching for too much stuff in a big open world sometimes. <laughs> Most of the first-party games like Last of Us, Spider-Man, God of War, those games I have platinum trophies in, but most games I don't. I was playing through uh, uh, The Last of Us 2 Remake um, on the PS5, you know, and the little trading cards, you know, I find them when I find them, and I found a lot of them, but I'm sure I probably missed them here and there, so I don't know if I'll go back through, you know. It depends how close I get. You know you're going to check the YouTube, right? (laughs) Now you got to collect them all. I just, I play through the game, and if I run across them, I run across them, but but say if I get yeah. to the end of the game, I find like I'm like ninety percent of them I found on my own or whatever. I might go back and try to find the last ten percent, you know. But for the most part, I won't go back. Yeah, because once you finish that game, I believe you can jump into whatever level or whatever biome after you complete oh, it. You? Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Because I, I know there's a bunch. Of, I have not played the uh, the online mode that came with that that special mode. I can't remember what it's called now. I haven't even played it yet. I haven't even done that one yet. Yeah, it's a mode that came with the, the the remake or remaster, and um, it's we can use some. You can unlock skins and stuff as well, um, and you can use those skins in that game. You can play as other characters as well. I've but, seen uh, that. I am to the point where I am playing now as um, not Ellie, but the other one. Um, Dina stepped away from it for like a week. What was that? Dina. Dina. No. Um, no, I forgot her name. What is what is it, Ryan <laughs> or Jesus? Her girlfriend, Abby, bro. Abby, oh, Abby, Abby. Yeah. Buff Abby. That's Come that's on. where I'm playing. I'm playing as Abby now. So, but I, that's where I stopped playing it, and I've been kind of away from it this week. So, usually I want to play that when the girlfriend's around, so she can watch and see the story run, storyline progress as well. I played through it on PS4. I haven't done it on the PS5 since they really. It's only like a ten dollar upgrade. Yeah, I was gonna say it's. T- yeah, I saw the ten dollar upgrade on it. It's pretty good. I just haven't done it. I wonder if it'd be a cheap, if it would have been cheaper for me to instead just buy it. But I think I only paid fifty nine for the game brand new. Yeah, you could have been cheaper to buy it. Yeah, used used <laughs> copy of PS, or, you know, the PS four copy, and then upgraded it. But yeah, for I ten bucks, I don't know how much it was. How much is the game on the PS four though? I mean, if you, you know, go to like GameStop, you could probably get the copy yeah. of for like ten fifteen dollars. Yeah, I probably could have got away with maybe thirty bucks. But yeah, this was fifty. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's digital. I, I prefer digital. That way I don't have to have, have a disc laying around. So. Sometimes I, I got all the discs too. And then lately I've been like, man, I really don't want to get my fat ass up and go change the disc half the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this one's already downloaded. I'll play this. Now that yeah, you got Steam Epic, I've... you'll probably be more compelled to actually, yeah, buy more digital things. Oh, oh yeah. yeah more sure. games digitally. I want to have a choice. Anything else you've been playing over there that you've been excited about or about the PC it. world or... I mean, Jay, you helped any, me out. Like, I literally built it and I installed Windows and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, the Windows key. Oh, my God, Windows is so expensive. You helped me out with that. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I almost yeah, love it. Like, yeah. A key for that online. Yeah. Yeah. Any so interest cool. uh, for any of you? I noticed nobody's talked about Helldivers 2 or anybody hasn't picked it I'm, up yet or. I'm thinking about it. I thought about it. So that's on that's on Steam and PlayStation 5. Yeah. I picked up. I just picked up a couple of new games uh, tonight. Actually, um, there is a new Deep Rock game 
Yeah, from, I saw uh, that. It's Lucky only like Rock Survivors. Se- it's I think it's on bucks sale. On Steam Seven right bucks. It is. It's ten dollars right now, and it's like uh, Jesus. It's kind of like your Vampire Survivors, but it's a Deep Rock theme game. So you, it's kind of oh. like an auto attack kind of thing, but you run different classes. It looks really fun for ten bucks. Mm. Deep Rock is really good already. So yeah, yeah. this is that top down isometrical, right? Yes, and then uh, the other game I picked up this week was uh, I didn't play it yet. Jesus is the uh, Buddy Simulator 1984. You know, I mentioned that last week. That is on sale as well. You, you bought so, it? Yes. Yes, it's five dollars right now on Steam. So. Did you play it? No, not yet. I will probably play it tonight after the podcast. Actually, it's a good game, but it's it does get creepy, man. Like just a word, just a word of advice. Yeah, yeah, I anticipate. It, it starts getting like really weird, and then like. It's, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that weird. And then you keep going, and then it's like, okay, that was a little creepier than usual. And then it starts like, it'll start like knowing shit about you that you didn't think it would know about you. And it will know a lot of things about you that you'll be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, it's a really weird game, man. But it's actually a lot of fun. And it's, yeah, it, I, I say it's a very unique game because it's something that I haven't seen other companies take advantage of. Like, except the, I'm assuming the way they do it, right, is they read some of your computer files and shit. <laughs> and they figure out things about you that you didn't know about yourself. And then the game kind of takes advantage of that. It takes advantage of the fact that you're on Steam. It takes advantage of the fact that you're on a computer that has a lot of information about you on it. And it learns a lot about you really fast. And then it kind of right. starts testing you. Like, it'll make you do little tests. Like, I think every so I think it's like every chapter, maybe. It'll make you do like a, like a, it'll ask you a question like, okay, if this happened, what would you do? And then it like kind of asks you the question and you answer it. But like, you're like, well, what the fuck was the point of that question? But it's almost like a psychological question where the game is just trying to build like a, almost like a psychological profile on you, you know, to see what like what kind of person you are, and then it fucks with you after that. Mm-hmm. It reminds fun. me of what was that open season? I think it was. It was like the Duck Hunt type game. Yeah, it is like that. Well, yeah. But yeah. Duck Hunt, never playing that game. I was like, what am I playing? <laughs> but Duck Hunt went creepy. Like you weren't expecting it. And it happened, and then, but it never really got to the level that this game gets to. This game, like I said, it like no shit about you that you didn't think you knew, but you wouldn't think it would ever know about you. You know, like it starts knowing things about you. Like, oh, I know your date of birth. I know this. I know that. It's like, what the fuck? Like, how the fuck did you find? <laughs> did you figure that out? You know, and then right. like knows a lot of different other things about you. You know, and it's, it gets fucking creepy, but it's really well done, and I feel like. Uh, other games should maybe try to implement that somehow. Like, I don't know. I could see like, uh, what was that game that was really creepy on the PS5? That PT game? Like, if they could make something like that, but a game that could legit, like, somehow start profiling you and realizing the type of person you are and adjust itself based to you. They will. Like, with all the new AI stuff coming out. That yeah. would be the... Like, you could make the ultimate creepiest game in the world if you did that, man. If you, like figured out what is somebody afraid of what are they really afraid of though like not just oh i'm afraid of clowns or i'm afraid of spiders i'm afraid of snakes i'm afraid of the dark no like what are you most afraid of like once they start figuring how to use that and fuck with you really hard that'll be the ultimate gaming thing you know what i mean like it'll be like some crazy shit i seen a trailer on youtube of a game i mean you guys might have seen it too that was ai generated like everybody's quests will be different. I think it's like a character goes into like a bar and he's talking to the bartender and just random conversation and you bring something up and you you'll get like your own quest. But if like Mayo or Jesus or anybody else plays it, 
you could go in and ask him something else and my game would never be the same as your game. It's all completely generated immediately. They generate all the side quests. Like that's the future of the games now. That's the way they're going to end up. It was when I, from what I seen, I was like, wow, that would be simply amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. See, there's one right now that I'm reading that says that it's a free to play game. Even though it says free to play, it also charges for a subscription. <laughs> Probably 10 bucks, right? No, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's not really, I guess it's free to play, but not really. It says here that it's free to play, but there's a $10 adventurer bundle, a $15 hero bundle, and a $29.99 per month. These are all per month uh, bundle. And apparently you get credits. And apparently this game is just, it's a text adventure game that is being ran by AI. So the AI will continuously play with you and just have you do quests based on the answers that you give it. Like, a, like just like a text adventure, like any kind of text adventure. You can you do know? that right now through the chat GPT. I have it on my phone, and you can literally go in and give it a prompt, like just say, hey, Spider-Man or Batman was in a city, this and this is going on. He runs into some robbers. What happens next? And it'll fill in, and then it'll ask you to fill some in, then it'll fill it in. You can do that right now with chat GPT. Yeah, this game is called AI Dungeon, the one that I'm looking at right now. Mm. So I just I just Googled AI generated games. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped it up. Don't shock me. It's yeah. all going AI. Everything about CES this year that I seen was AI, AI, everything. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh Yeah, we hear more and more companies, you know, bigger uh game publishers talking about, you know, implementing more AI into their games. People are gonna be losing a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah. That's the sad part, right? Where I thought, no. We don't. We need writers, right, for games, you know. So, anything else you've been playing? What else, guys? No, nothing. I think Jay walked away. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, that. Anything else, Jay? You've been playing on the PC? That's, anything cool? That was it. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jay, did you play that? What was that game that came out the PS5? Uh, that was announced at the last the event that they did. I think it was like a free game, at like PT. Silent Hill: Short Message. Yeah. Did you play that? I played like, man, maybe 30 minutes of it. I couldn't get into it. There was a lot of walking around, not a lot going on. It's about some girl with her phone. Uh, it, it wasn't that interesting to me. It really wasn't. But I didn't give it that much of a chance. I played it for like maybe 30 minutes, and it was just a lot of walking around, not a lot going on, reading texts on her phone, supposed to meet a friend there, but her friend wasn't there, but some creepy stuff's happening, some noises and this and that. and uh, <clears throat> I just ended up stopped playing it. Yeah, so like me with horror games where I'm like, all right, it's either, yeah, I get chased by something or, yeah. I'm looking like, forward to the new Silent outside Hill coming of, out. Yeah, I did hear about that, so. And um, Final Fantasy Rebirth coming up soon, too. And uh, yeah. Stellar Blade, that's another game I'm really looking for. Other than that, there ain't a lot of games coming out this year that I'm really looking forward to. Stellar yeah, Blade, that looks really good. talking that we might be waiting until 2025. You've seen trailers of Stellar Blade, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the only game that and Final Fantasy that I'm looking forward to this year. That's why I'm kind of happy that see what's coming out for Xbox and check out some of these Steam games. Yeah, yeah always sure. something. You're, you're in a good spot right there on the PC and the Xbox Game Pass now, at least new to you. You know, like, yeah, I mean, I can look at Game Pass. I'm like, OK, I played this. I played that or I'm kind of bored with this. Oh, and that. there I is go to one Steam, game. You got a lot of options right now. There's one game that I've been dying to play on uh, Xbox. Um What's that guy's name that's in? He's an actor. Sean something other. It's like a time game. Uh, oh, the the Remedy game? 
I think maybe it's by Remedy. No, because didn't that come to PlayStation? Maybe it didn't. No, no, no. It's, um, I had it on my wish list. Take a look. What was his name? Sean something. He's also in the TV series The Rookie. He plays an attorney in it. Hmm. It's something that's already that's already out or something yeah. like it's a first party out. or. Mm, hold on one second. No, but uh, while you're looking for that, I do want to pick up Helldiver's mail. I know the servers yeah, are quantum, like really quantum fun. break. Yeah, quantum break. Oh, so cool. yeah, I know yeah. that I couldn't remember. I remember. Uh, yeah. So I guess that was just kind of an Xbox thing at the time. So yeah, that's yeah. that's from the makers from you know Alan Wake and those um, guys. So. Extremely excited to play that. I like that guy a lot. Everything he, he was in a series, a TV series, long time ago. With oh yeah, I do remember that series. Or yeah, the following. I think it was called. Yeah. Yes, the following was really good. Yeah, that was a really good show. Um, so I've never played Quantum Break, and I'm looking forward to it. And also, he does show up in Alan Wake too. By the way, really? Yes. I won't give any spoilers, but okay. he's he's throughout it. So same guy. Same okay. guy. Yep. Oh, wow. So I believe it. Right. I believe it is Sean, the one you're speaking of. So because I'm like, hey, I know this guy from Quantum Break. <laughs> um, speaking of them, have you tried playing Control? Have you, have you played that game from them yet? I played it. Yeah. On the PS5 when it came out, I played maybe half of it and then something came out and I never went back. Gotcha. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. That game had was a really good game from them as well. Yeah. I think they gave it away free on Epic. I might have that on Epic. Yeah, I think as I owned it on Epic on there. Um, but I also have it on Steam, so that is a good game. That was my game of the year. What twenty? Twenty? I gave a game of the year a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 It was so good. The Maybe action I'll try that on the PC combat was so much fun. So, but then mail that all that DLC came out, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of like over it, you know? Like I just played it so much of it, I felt where yeah, I'm I like, I'm not gonna go back to it. Get out of here. I... Did any of you guys play Quantum Break? I played half. I went halfway through Quantum Break. Yeah. Yeah, I beat it. Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty good from what I remember of it. It's not like memorable. I can't think of like many parts of the game where like, do you think it'd be memorable. dated now, Jesus? If Jay's wanting to go back and play that. Do you think it's going to feel uh, dated? That's a pretty old no, no, it looks good from what I see. It looks real good. I believe it was four chapters, correct? I don't I remember how four. many chapters it was. I know how it ended. I remember that. I remember some parts of the game. Um, but yeah, it's actually a pretty generic story as you and another guy are scientists or whatever. And the guy's trying to build like a uh, a quantum loop machine or whatever where where you can like time travel with it or like inter- alternate universes or some shit. Control time somehow. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's trying to do. And then I have it downloaded. He, I haven't played it yet. So don't spoil the up, ending. He ends up making it. <laughs> And then he ends up getting crazy, and then you end up becoming, like, his enemy somehow, even though you were, like, his partner at some point. And you end up becoming, like, his enemy. And then you end up going through the city and fighting cops and shit, trying to kill this guy or whatever. And uh, there's some pretty cool, like, moments in the game, though, where you have, like, that, uh... You can manipulate time, right? Yeah, you manipulate time, and you, uh, you have, like, these powers where, like, for example, say, like, a SWAT team breaks into a room, and you're in the room... You can kind of pause time for a little bit, and even like if they're sh- like, say they they're shooting at you from the get go, and they're just shooting all these bullets at you, you can put up like this force field around you that stops time, and then it kind of stops all the bullets, and you can make the bullets flip around and go the other direction. And so when you let oh. the time force go, 
all the bullets are shooting back at the cops or whatever, or the, nice. or the guys trying to kill you. I don't even know if they're cops. It might be like a government agency or something. But uh, the time police. I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited about that game. I've been wanting to play that but, but game yeah, for a couple of years. A, it's a cool game, and I know it has the uh, the TV show part to it as well. Like I remember while playing it, every once in a while, like you beat a chapter, and then like a a fucking episode would start. <laughs> Really? And then you'd be like, oh, like this yeah, episode, yeah. this episode ties into the story that you were just playing somehow. And then you watch the episode and then you continue playing the game. And I think all the episodes are probably on YouTube now. Somebody probably spliced them all together or something. But there's no like, that. there's no TV series called Quantum Break, right? No, but it no. leaves out like one. Okay. No, but the, the, the show is like a TV show. Like it's not like a CGI show. It's, it's like real, real actors. Real actors. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like real actors acting out the things that kind of just... They don't really act out what you just did, but they act out like kind like of reaction. Kind of, yeah, like a cutscene. Like like it's a reaction of what's going on to the world based on the things that you just did or whatever. Okay. It was back when Microsoft was doing all their stupid, like, every, every game that we make is going to have a TV show tie-in to it. <laughs> It was Remember like one that? of their Xbox One launch games, right? Or yeah. not a launch game, but it was. I was gonna say, how old yeah. is that game? Twenty thirteen, I think. Twenty fourteen. Really? Yes, yeah, it's an older, older title. Wow, I didn't think it was that old. Twenty sixteen, it says here. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's so not a, not a launch game, but still, yeah, one of their first first party games through a third party publisher. A pretty big file size too on PC. It's forty two gig for back in twenty. 2016. Yeah, it was huge, but I remember some of that was the TV show part of it. Like you could totally play the game, and I think there was a, there might have been an option back then. I don't know if there there is, there might be now too, where you could like not download the TV show part of it, just stream so it. The, no, Maybe? so the game, no, the game would just play like from the first, from like chapter one to chapter two without the TV part. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you would just play without the tv part of it whatever but the tv part really ties in the story kind of all together like you really want to watch that to be able to understand oh i will yeah the universe or whatever because if you don't and you just go like chapter to chapter it might not make a whole lot of fucking sense to you You might be like who the fuck is this guy like why am i not fighting this guy who the hell like who is this chick that's helping me all of a sudden or who is this person that's helping me like I think Mayo was right. I downloaded it already. I haven't touched it, but I think it was 40-something gigs for the download. But Starfield was like 140-something. Yeah. yeah, that's getting common nowadays. Some games have some big files nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy on PC was like, I want to say 80 or 90-something, but on the PS5, it's like 35 or 40, but it has that cracking compression file thing for the PS5. I was like, why is it so much bigger, PC? Yeah, probably textures. You probably have a few more graphics options, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. Probably different different textures for higher graphics settings and stuff. Yeah, I've seen... Uh, been playing? Oh, man. You know, I was just looking at... um, What the heck? Uh, Was it Baldur's Gate 3? I know I bought that on Steam, not Xbox, because I wasn't sure if it was going to come there, but over to Xbox. But, uh, man, they're always doing huge updates on there. But, uh, no, I did not play Baldur's Gate, because a lot of my time has been... Pal world, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, you know, that, that seemed like a, all I've talked about for the last two episodes, but yeah, but back to Starfield because I did play that today before starting the show, and it was kind of a random thing where I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna start up a new gameplay 
Ghost Nico's been talking about it. Jesus has been talking about it. I'm like, I might as well just go back, try to mainline the, the story on it. But for me, Jesus, for me, like I told you, I still don't like like the the space combat. I'm just it's not I, I'm, I don't know. There's something about it. Um, not that I'm bad at it or whatever, because, you know, in the beginning, it's just like, all right, you got to lock on to the enemy and, you know, fire missiles. But at the same time, you're using your lasers and all this other stuff. It, to me, it just feels generic. So I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but everything else you know, is good, right? All the, you know, the shooting and, you know, exploring through different, uh, you know, once you're on a planet, you're at a base or um, like, for example, today, like I decided like, oh, okay, I found like an abandoned uh, kind of a space station, but it was a casino. It wasn't part of the story, but it was right next to it. I'm like, I might as well just dock with this thing. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long, it wasn't even a side mission, right? It was like, hey, what's on here? Oh, I went and killed like, you know, 15 enemies with no gravity, you know, found, found a lot of ammo and a couple of guns. And, um, I did find a, a little secret area to unlock, but I didn't bother like going to YouTube to see what the password was or where I could even find it, but it was still fun, you know, stuff like that. So then it was just back to the, back to the mission part. Um, but, uh, yeah, who's the guy I'm trying to think of his name, uh, that you meet in the beginning. Uh, his name's Sam Coe. So, so now I'm on this mission with him and he's part of, I think he's like a, he might be a, a ranger. I'm not a hundred percent, but we're on like his home planet and, um, you go over there and just quickly, like there's like a bank robbery in progress. You go through the back door and, you know, take care of the, the bandits, you know, and, but that all, all that seems really seamless to me. Almost like, I feel like I'm playing like a updated version of like fallout new Vegas or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I feel. And that's the stuff I really like about this game. So anything that takes place down on a planet, um, you know, obviously just collecting a lot of cool stuff as much as I can leaving the junk behind. So the guns all feel good. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm not looking forward to the space combat though, man. So I'm going to try to avoid any of it, you know, but explore as many planets as possible. That's, that's kind of my goal. So, um, yeah, I guess if I do take out a ship or whatever, and, you know, I'm able to, let's say, you know, hijack that ship or whatever and, you know, take everybody out on it and add that ship to my collection. I'll do it. So I don't think I'm going to spend too much time trying to upgrade my ship and tweak it out as much as possible. As long as it's strong enough to get through a battle, I'm I'm good with that. So, um, but yeah, Ryan picked up uh, or no, sorry, I picked up that game uh, Prince of Persia. I know that there was a demo out for that. So this mm -hmm. is that uh, 2D side scrolling a platformer game and yeah, I haven't gotten, I played the demo. Yeah. Demo is really good. It's really bright and colorful and you know, not something I'm really interested in the story, but the controls feel really good. Like, you know, I I'm sure it's the same probably on a PlayStation controller where it's, I think it's like right triggers kind of your slide and um, the X button on the, on the Xbox controllers, like your, either your block or like your actual attack button. So, um, but yeah, but it's fast. It's fun. So like I said, not not too far into it now that I actually purchased it. So made it actually further in the actual demo. Uh, but I think I chose guided. So a little, little handicap there, a little baby mode for me, you know, to kind of see what the difference is between guided and non-guided. So um, find out what the heck that's what difference that makes. So hope I can get into that game more. 
uh, over on the Steam Deck, not much there, you know, due to Pal, Pal World time. But uh, yeah, more Death Must Die. I think, you, do you like any of those games, Jay? Like uh, any of those games like Vampire Survivors? Or yeah, I'm sure you might have heard of Bro Tato. I th- think that might now be on PlayStation, but I know it's definitely on Steam. I haven't played Vampire Survivors. I don't uh, multiplayer games. I usually don't play too many. No, these are all like your single player game only. Yeah. So Vampire Survivors, it I think it was first on Android phones, then iPhones, and then it finally came to Steam and console. So, uh, man, you could probably describe this game a little better, even though I put, you know, lots of time into each and Jesus played it a lot. Uh, yeah, speaking it's, of it's- Basically, where you just it auto attacks for you, and you kind of run around, and it's got hordes of enemies that come running in, and you basically no. try to survive. It's like a top down view, and basically, you just you get gear, and you gotta see how long you can last. And you kind of level up. I know Jesus played quite a bit of it; he played pretty far into it. It's a very simple game. That's kind of like what this new uh, Deep Rock game is like as well. So that I didn't play the Vampire Survivors, but uh, I know Jesus and Gunny did. But I, I know about it. Brotato is the same kind of concept. It's basically you get some weapons. And you have a room, and there's a whole bunch of enemies coming at you, and they'll start dropping weapons, and you can pick them up. And you get stronger and stronger, and you get deeper in the game, and it starts throwing more enemies at you, and you're just trying to dodge them and, and stay alive, and it auto-attacks everybody for you. You're just running around trying not to get hit or lose all your health, you know, and you keep getting more weapons. And um, some of that stuff will be permanent upgrades for your character. You can get, like, money or whatever, and you'll permanently upgrade your character and stuff like that. Yeah, so I feel it's, like it's all three of those game. games, Jay, are, like, all different. Like, it, in a... F- in a way that like vampire survivors. Well, I know that that game, the further you get into it, like the more stuff you can choose, I think you can choose prior to an actual run. Um, because I know death must die is more like a, more like a Diablo where, you know, you can choose, you know, a weapon, uh, armor boots, you know, the whole nine yards, as far as that go, not like in death, like a Diablo game, but kind of reminds me of a Diablo too. So, you know, but it's not so much like, oh, stat wise or s- stuff like that. But you're kind of going back into the same map in Death Must Die. Uh, but it but it has that Diablo-esque look to it or feel. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. That- Vampire Vampire Survivors is on Game Pass, Jay. So oh, that's okay. oh yeah. Check that it's out. It's a very, very inexpensive game, but it is on Game Pass. And it's a and very Brotato. old looking game. Brotato's yeah, on there also. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Brotato. That just came out. I'll uh, make a note of them. Yeah. yeah. So the one thing I like about I keep talking about those because that's like my my Steam Deck fun right there uh, with like Brotato, where the more runs you do or the more, you know, you keep going back into the game, the more uh, kind of characters that unlock. So and then you once you and it's cool, like you just kind of get like a starting character that might oh, say this okay. character is crazy or whatever. Um, and or this is your more balanced character. Right. So some just start off with like a simple little butter knife or some something like that. But, you know, they have a higher stat to, you know, collect more of the actual uh, whatever they're calling it in the game that you, you know, like a like wide range or something. I like the art style of that Brotato I just found. Yeah, it. it's fun. It's bright. It's colorful. The So that's the one that's like it's got a really small kind of map to it. Like it's very sandbox, right? Like it's not like the other two yeah. games where they're just like unlimited, like you know, super large dungeon rooms or something like that. So, um, yeah, so that one plays a lot faster. I feel, I feel than uh, vampire survivors, but, uh, yeah, back to good old pal world. I, uh, I've just been playing that here on the desktop, not so much on the steam deck. So, 
but I've got that running pretty good on the Steam Deck. I think at like, uh, what is it, like 42 frames a second or whatever, Mayo, lowering mm-hmm. and just that, tweaking some settings. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. So, um, but yeah, I watched some, uh, you know, like Jay say, you know, find anything on YouTube. So uh, I found some pretty good. <laughs> we're like, yeah, just make this lower and all these medium settings. And yeah, it, it actually runs pretty good. So have, um, have you tried that bandwagon yet, Jay? Mm-hmm. world? No, I just I just now clicked that to play later. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's another Game Pass game right now. You probably like that. I mean, it's a crafting survival. Has any of you guys done any of the cloud streaming? Like I streamed high, high on life on the I PC. Have a couple times. And I was shocked at how responsive it was. Like it, yeah, it wasn't the best visually, but it was very responsive and played very yeah, well. It just depends on your internet. Like I have a TV that has an Xbox app built into it. So in my in my bedroom here, there's actual a uh, oh. I have a Samsung TV and there's a, a Game Pass app built in, and I can Bluetooth the controller right to my TV, and it can do like any game through the, the cloud. How's that the latency? It's I have decent internet here. It's it's not too bad. There's some games I'll notice it, like some games, you know, but if it's something single player or something like that, I have no problem like jumping in and messing around with it. But, but I also for a single player players. shooter, like it high on life, it was playable. I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is, I didn't have to download it. It was, it was I was pretty it, It's impressed. a nice way. It's for me, what I use it for the most probably is like checking out a game, whether I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Yeah. I, I just get in there because you don't have to worry about like downloading the game and installing it. So it's like, yeah. okay, I'll play it off the cloud. I'll play a little bit in, maybe play the first 45 minutes to an hour. I'm like, okay, I might like this kind of game, you know? So then I'll stop it. I'll download it and play it, you know, actually through download on my PC, you know, where I can optimize the settings because it will like cut down your resolution. Sometimes, sometimes it might, you know, like on the edges might, you know, be 720 or something like that. No upscale in the center with your DLSS and stuff. But, you know, if you can run it on the PC, you know, native, it might run so much better. And so I'll see if I enjoy it and then I'll just install it. I know yeah. Kenny's talking about his games, but I forgot to mention I did get the PS Portal. The oh yeah, player. yeah. How is that? PS5. It works good. Like so. I let me ask you. Time. So then, like, it's, so you have? Do you have to be at home, or can you take it with you to I've another Wi-Fi? It, I've taken it to my mother's. I've taken it to my brother-in-law's over Thanksgiving, and it worked okay, pretty good. Cool. I mean, you could tell you're playing on cloud, but like, like uh, Mayo said, single-player game, it works just fine. You can't get gonna play no Fortnite or Call of Duty on it. I don't think and get anywhere. But for uh, like God of War or Spider Man or something like that, it worked great. Nice, nice. Yeah, I see those are always sold out. So yeah, I think they still are. <laughs> yeah, once in a while I'd, I'll see it, Jesus. I'll send you like a usually something from Costco. I don't know if you have to pick that up or not, but I pre-ordered it like a month before it came out, so I got lucky. Sweet. Yeah, but uh, but good old Pal World. I'm level 35, Jesus. I only cheated once, Jesus, that one time where I went up two levels, but I've been back to it. That's why I'm only level 35. But I've just been grinding away, man. Um, just progressing through it. You know, tightened up my base, trying to put some big old uh, fortified walls around it. But I got to get enough cement. Um, so kind of kind of working on that. And uh, I have a nice uh, ore farm going now. Now I've got these things called Digi Toys. That's actually the name of them. They're basically the giant tur- turtles. So I found those in a hot region. Uh, so I had to go out there and, you know, capture those guys and bring them back to an ore farm because now I have three bases. So, um, so yeah, just that that second base basically is just for just for ore farming. And so they're just 
they're just breaking all that stuff down for me. I can bring it back to my other base, uh, make some ingots out of it. And yeah, so basically my ingots that can make uh, right now, my plan is just to make a lot of handgun ammo because I haven't been using like a handgun. I've just been using like a bow, like an epic bow. And I think that does like 240 damage. So I think the, you know, once I get enough ammo for an actual pistol, you know, then I can start taking it out out and getting some higher level enemies. So uh, at the same time, I'm trying to keep at least three out of the five pals that are in my party like I've been upgrading them. So and you can do that with, I think, what is it? The uh, I forgot what they're actually called, but I think they're called pal souls. So you can just find those, I think, randomly throughout the world. Yeah, so anytime I see like them on the ground and stuff. Yeah. So I always recommend like, you know, if you're on a flying pal, I try to if I'm in an area, you know, like I'm always trying to fly as close as I get into the ground. But I feel like I can see them pretty easily where I know kind of know what it is and. Because sometimes they'll actually like it'll flash at you as well, uh, along with other items. So I'm always going lower like, yep, yeah, that's a pal. So let me grab that thing. Some are large, some are small. So, yeah, get those, get those, uh, uh, the the pal effigies or whatever they are. That's going to be for the statue for your upgrade. Uh, that'll be upgrade your uh, capture. Like, um, what do you call it, Mayo? That's the, uh, you know, your your success in, a- in how you capture a actual pal. So like the odds, right? Yeah, pretty much. So it increases it. So always just out trying to collect as much stuff as possible, trying to get new pals. Um, The other thing I've been doing is like, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'll be like, okay, so let's say I find a a lift monk or whatever. Right. And there's like and it even shows you like, oh, you know, you've collected 10. I don't know if there's like a timer on that. Like you can go back and collect another 10, like how that actually works. But then that's how you're going to get more skill points. Um so it's a lot of busy work, man. A lot of making food for everybody and just, yeah, that game just sucks so much time. But uh, I, I actually didn't play it at all today. I'm like, all right, that's enough. I have to actually play something else. So, um, yeah, my plan was to play more Prince of Persia, but Starfield took up most of my time. So uh, especially th- throughout the week. So and uh, other games on the on the Steam Deck as well. So but uh, oh, I was going to mention, Jay, I did. You know what I did try on the cloud because I wasn't sure. Uh, I'd like it. I didn't talk about it last week. And I think that was a game called Cocoon. Um, I've seen that. I started that. I forgot to mention that. I started that for about 20 minutes, too. Yeah, there was Cocoon. That was the puzzle one, right? So then I didn't much care for it. So I just got to a point to where, I don't know, there was like there was like two statues you can choose. Oh, okay. I got to a spot where there was like two things sliding and I got frustrated and I, that's, that's where I quit too. That's right. Yep. Same spot. So same spot. And then I noticed like it had markings on the ground. I'm like, okay, you're going to make me YouTube this, aren't you? And I'm like, do I really want to YouTube it? And I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to quit. So I'm not into the, you know, the heavy puzzler game. So, but it looks good, right? Like it, I don't know. Like it's, it's a pretty little game, but no, uh, I think I played that through the cloud and then the rock climbing game. So uh, I can't even think of the name of that game right now. So uh, didn't care for that much either. So it's a good game, though, Mayo. If you like rock climbing, you can play. I could probably find it here on. Yeah, I uh, remember that game was called. I remember when they previewed it. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. So uh, let's see if it actually goes everything in here. I think I want to say it might have been Ubisoft or whatever made this. Can't remember. So um, which yeah. game? It was a, a rock climbing game. I know it came to Game Pass. Just saw it? Yeah, that was it. Just saw it. Yeah. So 
I made it to just whatever point in the game. And then I don't know, it would seem boring to me, but the climbing was good. Like that actually, that actually worked. So, but not for me, but uh, that's all I've been playing guys. I think that might even be, have something to do with the same studio that released, just did Banishers Ghost of New Eden. Maybe I, I was, I thought it was Ubisoft that did it. Oh, maybe was that Ubisoft? Maybe I was mistaken. Yeah, I think I was mistaken. Well, Gunny, it's news time. Beep, 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 beep. News. Bonnie, there's some Sony news. (laughs) 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 Okay. Sony. Okay. While Sony had previously hoped to ship a record of 25 million PlayStation consoles during its current fiscal year ending in March, last week it said during its latest quarterly earning results that it now expects to miss that target by 4 million units. Following the earnings report, Sony shares fell as much as 8.4% and closed down at 6.5% loss. Partly as a result of the revised PS5 hardware sales forecast, but also partly due to a drop in operating margin in Sony's gaming business to 6% compared to the 9% in December quarter of 2022 and the 12 to 13% in the years before that. Now, on a new report on CNBC in which the news outlet has made a calculation using fact set data, suggests this drop in share price has resulted in over $10 billion of value being wiped off from Sony's stock since the forecast cut. Um, so there's that. Um, so yeah, they're apparently saying that there are decade lows for their gaming division. Said a few years ago, their margins were 12 to 13 percent, and now they're at six percent, which is very low. Um, and they also said that their margins should be rising instead of falling, um, because they have a lot of hardware sales going up, but uh, yeah, that's not really enough software coming out. Um, so they say their revenue on digital sales and add on content and digital downloads are at an all time high but their margins are at decade lows and that's not acceptable. So uh, during its latest quarterly financial earnings call last week, Sony did say they expect the PS5 hardware sales to gradually decline during the next fiscal year from April, 2024 to March, 2025. And they confirmed its plans to release no major existing franchise titles during this 12 month period. So that's crazy. No major existing franchise titles. Wonder why their hardware is going to decline. Maybe they need to put some games out. So that means they don't have any God of War planned, no Horizon planned. I mean, we've we've kind of no, said that for a while, right? No Last of Us came out. Like a lot of their big games, their God of War came out, and their Spider Man came out. Like we saw a lot of that stuff. So we're like, yeah. it's going to take them a couple of years to develop something new, anyways. Yeah, we ate good for a while. Now there's nothing yeah. for at least a year, year and a half. Yeah. So hopefully Microsoft sees an opportunity to start releasing some games. Huh? We'll see. Yeah, but that's a lot of they're trying, right? All right. Yeah, so maybe Jesus, maybe you guys can break it down to me in uh, like layman's terms here, because I don't understand. I mean, if they're doing so good, you know, on on console sales, but I don't know. I guess there's margins involved, but I still feel like that. I mean, they sold a fuck ton of consoles. Like I don't understand why. Yeah, they Their don't stock make would lose. Sales, though. It's all software yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah. No new games coming out for a while. That's why I'm looking forward to the new Xbox games coming out this year. Yeah, and Jay, Jay's always been hardcore, you know, Sony, as long as I've known him. You know, and he's kind of now looking, you know, 
Well, the games were constantly releasing, so I always had something to play. But now I knew there wasn't going to be nothing. So I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't look down on, no, I'm play game wherever I can. Right. So I'm looking at the exclusives list. So next month we have, mm, okay, look at the exclusives list. So this month we have a game called Pacific Drive. It's an upcoming first person survival game that's coming to the PS5 and PC. On February 22nd, southern the Pacific Northwest, you'll have to do whatever it takes to survive, whether it's on foot or on your trusty station wagon. Yeah, I think there's uh, a demo for it on Steam or was. Throughout Pacific Drive, you need to avoid hostile metal monsters that latch onto your car, and when you're not escaping dangerous situations, you can fully customize your car at a garage that acts as your main base. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out on the 29th of February. So there's that. Uh, yeah, Rise of the Ronin. Rise of the Ronin is coming out March 22nd. Uh, it's an action RPG set in 1863 Japan by developers Team Ninja that is due to release March 22nd. Uh, so they made games like Noah and Wong Fallen Dynasty. Yep, that's and, right. I remember uh, they made those. So sure, the game looks to be an immersive... To immerse players in a samurai journey across Japan amid the Boshin War. There's an open world to explore and a big emphasis on player choice as your decisions will impact the fate of the characters you'll meet, as well as the overall ending of the story. Stellar Blade comes out in April, and then... That's the one I'm waiting on, Stellar Blade. That one looks really good. Uh, Some game called Eternites? Eternites? (laughs) Eternites? Uh, so there's that coming out in September. Uh, oh, that came out last September. No, so this is it. This is yeah. it for this this year. We got Pacific Drive, Final Fantasy, and Rise of the Ronin. Well, we're supposed to. They're supposed to release that Concord game this year too, sometime. But there's no date from. Uh, I think that isn't that. Um, who develops Destiny? Bungie. 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 I think it's coming from Bungie Concord. I think it's supposed to come out this year. No, isn't it Marathon or or is it? Was it called Marathon? Is it that was the game they were going to make at first, right? Well, that's the game they've been working on, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think that one. I think it's Concord. Maybe I'm wrong. Concord hmm. game. So, 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 Concord is a multiplayer FPS from Firewalk Studios. Okay, that one, yeah. Not, not Bungie Firewalk. It's a PvP multiplayer first-person shooter coming to the PS5 and PC in 2024. And... Uh, it looks kind of cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Not much here to look at, but... In other news, Phil Spencer's came out, Gunny, and he spoke. Okay? He spoke. What did What did good old Uncle Phil say? Okay, listen. Phil Spencer pretty much said, look, man. He said any Xbox game could come to PS5, but not every Xbox game will come to the PS5. What? So, that doesn't make sense. He said any game... Could come to the PS5, but not every game will come to the PS5. So apparently, um, I think they have today. Four. We're only we're only putting four. Yeah, four games so far. So far, yeah. Was that was that PlayStation or did they include the Switch? I wasn't sure if there was talk of. Yeah, you know they both consoles, but they didn't say if it was like all four on both systems or not, or how they plan on doing that. Yeah. I don't know, but I think 
They said like skull and bone, or it might be like skull and bones grounded, and I forget the other two. A sea of thieves, actually. Sea of thieves, yeah. Sea of thieves, not skull and bones. Sea of thieves. Yeah. Grounded. Yeah. Yeah, it's rumored what those two, and I'm trying to remember what the other two were. Uh, Starfield was a rumor, but then that was squashed. Yeah, they squashed. Oh yeah, it's no Starfield for now. Uh, High Five Rush. That was it. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. And High Five Rush was a good game. Like I feel so, like that's probably the most enjoyable one of the bunch. Like I guess if you never played Sea of Thieves, you might like it on the PS5 or the you know on the Switch. But um, yeah, probably isn't that PCU or PC intensive? Like I don't know. Do you think they can get that running on a Switch on a the Switch that we have now? I think so. I think you know it's a uh, smaller file. Gra- more. Graphically, isn't nothing too crazy. You know, it's an older Xbox game. You know, it's been out for a little while, so I I feel like I'll be able to put that on the Switch pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, you can get, you know, Doom or Doom and Diablo on the Switch. Yeah, I think you can get Sea of Thieves to work on it. Yeah, but I can see more Sea of Thieves coming to PlayStation than an actual Switch. Not the Switch we have now. I think they can get it running on Switch, too. Yeah. But while Jesus is getting that ready, I know that uh, there was the podcast with Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, and uh, Sarah Bond. It was like 22 minutes long. I didn't actually listen to the entire thing. I think I caught the last 10 minutes when I was driving. So, I don't know. Like, I didn't really feel like they said a whole lot, really. They just kind of kept yeah. reassuring, you know, that, you know, it's only it was more... a couple games and kind of yeah. talking about, you know, again, just, you know, oh, well, how we're going to have play anywhere, pass, you know, and play everything anywhere. And we're going to continue to do exclusives, you know, we're not abandoning that. And they said that, you know, they kind of threw a hint out there about, um, general, you know, like development of another console, you know, down the road. And it's going to be the most, they said, what was it? I've seen a couple articles pop up the on greatest it. Like, generational leap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, Sarah Bond said that. It's going to be the greatest leap. leap. Yeah. And, and we've heard that before a million times, I think. Every time we right. hear it, it won't about, be. It won't. What do you think they'll do to it? What do you think they'll do? I have no how idea. Many, how many teraflops this time? Oh, yeah. There 35 teraflops. I don't remember <laughs> what the last ones were. So, but the it's going to be what we're dealing with now, probably in our hardware now. You know, on PCs, it's going to be equivalent to like a 4000 series GPU. So we're not going to see anything. You know, on the PC end of it, nothing's going to be too big different from us and what we've seen already. You know, but it'd be nice just to get true 4K games all the time at 60 frames. That's that's what they need to work on. Yeah. So guys, I or, appreciate you having me, but I have to dip. Go, cool, man. Appreciate you coming Thanks on. Thanks for coming on, Jay. Appreciate you. I love yeah, coming yeah, when a- you guys have me and it's always a good time and I appreciate it. I listen every week. I never miss an episode. So nice. Awesome. Glad to have you on. Yeah, for sure. Glad you got your uh, PC up and running. Yep. Yeah, you have to come over and hang out in the Discord, and we're, we're usually hanging around talking games and stuff like that. You know, jumping some good. channels here and there, and we're kind of hanging out. I'll probably be on later on tonight, messing around for a while yet. Well, I have to be up at four, so I think I'm going to be getting some shut eye. So, you guys have a great show, and thanks for having me. Yep. Have a good one. Thank yeah. you, too. Later. Bye. Yeah, well, Microsoft said they're going to be shipping four games to other platforms. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I don't think that they're going to stop at four games. No, no. I don't think so. It's not going to happen. If there's anyone who thinks they'll just stop at four games, you are fucking crazy. They're not going to stop at four games. Yeah. They, will, they will see the success of it, and they'll be like, you know what? Let's do more. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're going to see this as a test. test. It's this is a play test is what it is, you know. It's like, oh, we'll throw a couple of these multiplayer games out there, see how they do. And 
I'm trying to remember the whole group of games. Like I said, there's that fourth one I'm missing in my head. But, you know, Sea of Thieves is multiplayer, you know, kind of an open world multiplayer. And then you have Hi-Fi Rush, which is like a little action game. Do they, is a shooter in that group? You know, it's kind of almost like one of each genre. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying oh. to remember what that, that last game was too, but it just feels like they just did a little, like they're doing a little test of each game and see how it performs on different consoles, you know, and, and see what kind of traction they get. And like you said, Jesus, I don't think we'll see the end of it yet. Yeah, but I feel you, like... Um, you can give them Redfall for a little while. They can enjoy Redfall. Mayo, <laughs> uh, that was Pentiment. Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment. Yes. Sea of Thieves and Grounded. Did you play Pentiment, Jesus? No. I no. played 15 minutes of it. Was Pentiment, I think that was more... I think it was a side-scroller. Yeah. Just mainly dialogue from what I've experienced. But the writing was really good. I'll, I'll give it to that. Writing was really good. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, not for me. <laughs> it's not my kind of game. You know, this action side-scroller. But uh, maybe there was combat. I don't think there was. But but yeah, man, I could definitely see like let's assume like a sea of thieves and they say, yeah, no, you know, it's going to be available on PlayStation, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know, man, if, if 3 million people buy that game or four or five or whatever, like, you know, cause they're just, you know, casuals or whatever. They don't listen to podcasts or in the know of things like it's a new game. Check it out. Like get their friends in there and play it. So I'm sure Microsoft's going to be like, damn, we just sold 4 million more copies, you know, mm-hmm. got to put more games on there. See them doing it in the future. So Speaking about this, a former 343 senior lead designer tweeted out about how Microsoft failed to uh, to really innovate on Halo and Gears of War. He said that at 343 Industries, they must have pitched 20 to 30 game ideas over the 12 years he was there that would have totally worked in the Halo universe. He said many were single-player and multiplayer odst theme ones. Some were galaxy-spanning, some were more intimate, and one was really dark, he said. And but he said uh, Microsoft pretty much rejected all of them. They just said no, 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 no to any of these ideas. And they said even beyond that, the Rare team, the team over at Rare, came to Microsoft and told them, "Hey guys, like we we are Rare. We know what the fuck we're doing, and uh, we have some games for you." Apparently, there's like three, six, nine, twelve, fourteen games on this list that Rare pitched to Microsoft. But Microsoft denied them all and told them, no, you will continue making Sea of Thieves. You will now work on these games. And and Rare was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and apparently it says here that, that this, you know, this is one of the reasons why a lot of people left Rare. Because they felt like Microsoft wasn't giving them what they wanted in fulfillment of their, like, you know, like satisfaction, like work satisfaction. They weren't happy with yeah. what they were working on. So they just kind of left the studio to work for other studios. And they said they lost a lot of talent that way. And that's why a lot of people also left 343 Industries because they saw that Halo, even though they could expand Halo to be something different than what it is, you know, they could have made it bigger, cooler, more expensive, you know, bigger universe to play in. And Microsoft said no to all of it. And so a lot of people left 343 Industries. Now, with that being said, after Halo... What was the last one? What was the last one called? Infinite? Infinite, yeah. After Halo Infinite launched, a lot of people got let go from the team at Halo. Like, a lot of the higher-ups got let go because, obviously, the game, I don't think it did very well. I mean, it did okay, and it's still doing okay. I don't think it did the numbers that Microsoft wanted it to do, though, right? Especially being a free-to-play multiplayer on Steam. Right. It didn't get the attention that it should have. 
And uh, so, yeah, this guy is saying pretty much like Microsoft should have innovated on these on this series. They could have easily done it. You know, they could have. They had the team. They had the ideas pitched to them, 20 to 30 ideas on what to do with the story for Halo. And they denied them all, you know. They said a lot of these didn't even involve Master Chief. You could have had an ODST team, you know, like like an ODST story, you know, like a whole new trilogy or whatever for Halo come out, you know. But they denied them all and they said, no, we're going to stick to the, what we're doing and keep doing that. And, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I we're was finding all these streamers. I, I think. Good. What were you saying? Oh, I was just no, saying, I was watching a streamer the other day and he was playing uh, Helldivers 2. And he was making a reference. He's like, how cool would this game would have been if it would have been like a Halo game? You know, like could have easily done something like that with Halo and made like, you know, because Helldivers is very generic like character and just have a bunch of Master Chief type characters with, yeah. you know, different Halo enemies coming in and stuff. And like you could easily done that or or like you said, it could be a, a Gears of War with, with, the, with, you know, the enemies and stuff in that game. Like you could easily have made something like Helldivers too, just a way survival game as well something to just kind of change it up really just you think changing the formula would uh would not bring people your base or whatever yeah i mean they do have the rts too right now and you would you would probably have as many people playing that as you do right now as playing helldivers too and then you'd probably still have some of your loyal halo fans come in just because it's a halo game and checking it out as well yeah that'd be because i know with uh gears of war what was the last one we had like a that was a not an RTS, but that was more top-down, turn-based strategy. But that was made by somebody else, right? Ensemble Studios, I think. Um, aren't, aren't, I think they're the ones that actually made like those Halo RTS games. But yeah, we're, it seems like that that closet, guys, just like that dark closet is opening up more and more skeletons are coming out, you know, <laughs> like with <laughs> right with the uh, not only from Bungie, but now some former 343 employees, you know, so. Yeah, who knows where even Halo is right now as far as, like, development, but, yeah. Um, let me see. I know. I thought they were working on another RTS. What are the what are the the RTS ones, Mayo, with Halo? Do you remember? Uh, Halo Wars. Oh, yes, yeah, Halo yeah. Wars. Yeah, the Wars one. So yeah. I thought there was, like, a number two or three coming out. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with, with Microsoft. I don't think they're going to stop at four games. I think it's crazy to think that they're releasing four games that were previously exclusive to their platform to other platforms but hey man if it works whatever like we'll see um in other news hell divers 2 okay hell divers 2 it's breaking records now yeah currently it has 299,000 people playing there was a peak of 400,000 for 404,000 players at the 24 hour mark from right now that is crazy uh they're pretty much saying like Man, we're doing really good. It's a good game. I'm thinking about picking it up, maybe. Yeah, um, that's what we all are. Yeah. Uh, amid this, somebody asked Phil Spencer what they thought about Helldivers 2 not being on Xbox. And he said, I will say, when I look at a game like Helldivers 2 and it's a great game, kudos to the team shipping on PC and PlayStation, but I'm not exactly sure who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox. If you try to twist yourself to say, like somehow that benefited somebody somewhere. He says, but I get it. There is a legacy in console gaming that we're going to benefit by shipping games and not putting them in other places. We do the same thing. They do. Yeah. They do the same thing. So, yep. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, apparently our, 
over 29,000 people or something like that have signed the petition <laughs> to bring Divers 2 to the Xbox platform. And uh, we'll see what happens. I think, I don't know if they're tied to Sony in any way or if Sony just like. Yeah, I didn't check that studio. I don't know. Not Avalanche, starts with an A. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see what other games they made. They, I know they made the first Helldivers, which was like, I want to say that was a timed exclusive on the PlayStation 4 before it came to Steam. I don't know how they, uh, I don't know how they would do that. I mean, I don't know if Sony has the fucking. Because the first Helldivers is not on Xbox, right? Maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. In other news, moving on to more news. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. That's right. Nintendo is currently the richest company in Japan. Wow. I mean, That's right. Uh... According to what has been reported by Toyu Kizai, or Kaizao, a book and magazine publisher specializing in economics and business has calculated that currently the richest company in Japan is Nintendo, which has $11 billion in cash flow available to the company. Uh, another impressive thing, Mayo, is that Nintendo has zero debts. Wow. That's pretty good, yeah. right? No outstanding loan debts? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so there's that. Um, so yeah, no debts and $11 billion in the bank to spend. And, wow. And we keep saying they would make more money by releasing their games and other consoles. They don't need to. Imagine how much money they would have then. <laughs> Thing is, they wouldn't need to. They don't need to. I mean, they would have like 40 no. billion then. I mean, but they don't right, need to, but, you know? We could tell yeah, them what they need, but they're going to be like, look at our fucking bank account, <laughs> right. pal. Yeah. Have, you, have you guys seen any, the, any of the, got all the, buddies the in Mario vs. Donkey Kong? I know that just came no. out. A little puzzle game. I thought about picking it up. Yeah, how much is it? Like 30 or 40? Not it's a full price like game, that, right? Yeah. No, it's not. I did watch the preview of it. Yeah. The Nintendo Power, man. Um, let's see here. Uh, apparently the developers at Baldur's Gate 3, Lyrian Studios, uh, won Game of the Year at Dice Awards. And uh, they were allowed to take some time with their acceptance speech. And when Larry and director of publishing Michael Dowse took to the stage, he acknowledged that while this is a really a human industry, it can also be very bad sometimes at showing developers what they're worth. He then started to discuss the wave of layoffs that have affected so many people in game development studios over the past year. He said, I want you to all, I want you all to know that you are talented and that you matter. And that you are the future of this industry. Don't let that flame be extinguished by our collective mistakes. I know everyone is scared because shit's really fucked up. All of your projections are wrong and it's scary. But we persevere as an industry. We will persevere as an industry. And you will find your place and you will be welcomed back with open arms. And we will still be making games for the players. And for you. And with these guys. I says here... Uh, Following his colleague's words, Larry and sort of production David Walgrave took to the mic and he said, last year I started to think the secret to our success comes from basing decisions around asking what does the player want? What do I think is best for the game? What is the most fun? What's the most crazy? Walgrave continued by saying that hearing someone say something can't be done always gave the Baldur's, 3, Baldur's Gate 3 team a kick up the ass to actually make it happen. The developer also stated that Lyrian only ever asked one price for the game, and that's it. After that, you own it for the rest of your life. He said, we don't have shareholders, but we also don't think about the shareholders. <laughs> yeah, I um, heard that. Yeah. He also said with uh, 
what we have tried in the last 20 years is to treat people like we would like to be treated ourselves as players and as gamers. So we don't make decisions where we think this can make us the most money. On the long run, building a community, building a player base, building games that are actually fun, it's going to make you the most money. That's it. Uh, so there's that. And yeah, great man. Speech. Yeah. Great speech. I kind of agree with them. Like, they don't give a fuck about investors because they don't have any investors or people <laughs> yeah. they have to answer to, you know? Like, who cares? If we make uh, a billion, we make a billion. Yeah. It's enough to make the next game. I like it. It says here, uh, Remedy Entertainments say Control 2 and Max Payne wanting to remake have increased development pace. So, in an official update regarding the latest sales information for Alan Way 2, Remedy Entertainment has shared that both titles have increased development pace. The company's CEO, Tero Vertala, stated that the successful launch of Alan Way 2 has supported the studio's other game projects. Namely, Condor, Control 2, and Max Payne 1 and 2 Remake. Vertala mentioned that Condor, Control 2, and Max Payne 1 and 2 Remake have all increased their development pace thanks to the personnel that was freed up from work on Alan Wake 2. The company expects these titles and projects to reach their next development stages during the first half of 2024. Says here that Remedy also says they now have two established franchises, Control and Alan Wake which are linked to the Remedy Connected Universe. Growing and expanding these franchises will be a key part of their studio's future, he explained. Uh, regarding the sales of Alan Wake 2 Mayo, he mentioned that the survival horror title has sold 1 million copies by the end of December 2023 and 1.3 million copies at the beginning of February 2024. He also pointed out that Alan Wake 2 is Remedy's fastest-selling game so far. Um, yeah. Nice. I need to finish that game, Alan Wake 2. I haven't just started playing it. He said it's pretty good. Brink really loved it. I don't know. I haven't played it. In other news, Ubisoft news. No, we're not going to talk about Skull and Bones being a shit show. Okay. All right. No. That <laughs> game, I mean, totally I haven't right played now, it. I'm glad I haven't played it because I would be same, disappointed. Same. I'm glad I didn't. Everything, everything I've seen about that game, all the explanations, yeah. all the videos, all the gameplay. It doesn't look like a good game. I don't know where they went wrong there. They should have literally what they could have done, Gunny. <laughs> okay. It's copied a game that was 10 years old, 11 years old at this point. <laughs> yeah. Taken off all the assassin parts of the game and then just made a black flag game. They didn't, they could have called it Skull and Bones Black Flag. It doesn't fucking matter. They could have called it that. Literally, they could have called it that. They could have just called it Black Flag fuck cares and they would have just been the ship part combat part of assassin's creed black flag and you would have been fine people would have complained a little bit but with updated graphics and like a little bit better things you could have done you know they would have been better but this game seems to be a live service game that just doesn't look good i don't know what the fuck they did with the co the combat looks like weird man it looks like arcade as fuck like Black Flag makes this game look like a fucking stupid game. Like it makes it look like a like a bad pirate game. <laughs> like yeah. so like lately, lately I've been seeing people posting on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> They've been posting gameplay of Black Flag and they're like, no, this is not Skull and Bones. This is the Black Flag Assassin's Creed game from 2013 that looks much better than Black Flag and it runs better and it plays better and it's a fucking eleven year old game at this point. It's crazy. Yeah, it's got a 64 on Metacritic. 
Uh, someone... I've never played Black Flag. I should go and I own it. I should go back. And Black Flag is so good, dude. On the that PC, game, that game is it's fucking awesome, dude. I love to Black Flag. That game was really fucking good. But yeah, in other news, um, um, want some more news here? Oh, Ubisoft news. Right, that's what I was doing. <laughs> Over seven hundred unionized Ubisoft employees working across the company's French studios have now taken part in an organized day of strike action after annual salary negotiations collapsed. The strike, organized by French game workers union STJV, took place on February 14th across Ubisoft Paris, Montpellier, Annecy, Lyon, and Bordeaux. Bordeaux? Studios. <laughs> the STJV had called for action at the start of this month, saying annual salary negotiations had reached an unsatisfactory conclusion. In recent weeks, the STJV wrote in a statement short at the time, mandatory annual negotiations on salaries have taken place in several Ubisoft entities in France, and the STJV was obviously present. Despite concerted efforts by union organizations to find an acceptable compromise, negotiations have now hit a wall. The STJV accused Ubisoft management of offering a budget for increases below inflation for the second year in a row saying the company was hiding behind a purely arbitrary cost reduction policy. How do we co correlate this contempt with our CEO's exhortations to gain agility and efficiency, it wrote? How could we accept such a low level of increase when the company boasts of a second quarter well beyond our expectations? While wanting to pay tribute to the exceptional commitment of the teams, this reward system seems very poorly balanced to us. That a company continues to make profits despite multi-deficient management decides to make employees pay to increase their profits, the union statement continued, is simply unacceptable. The STJV finished by calling for strike action for all French entities belonging to the Ubisoft group beginning on February 14th. Following the strike, the STJV shared an update on social media, writing that it had finished counting the numbers and nearly 700 Ubisoft employees took part in this nationwide strike, it added. The pickets were very well attended, and we were particularly grateful to the colleagues from other companies and students who came out to lend their support, proving that the struggle will always bring us together. This message to Ubisoft's management is extremely clear in a company where the CEO once started around claiming that when a union comes to Ubisoft, I'll leave. This week's strike action follows recent criticisms of another French studio by the STJV. In a report published last week, the union accused Banishers, Ghost of Eden, and Jusant developer Don't Nod of Mismanagement Saint, and a studio where each project radically follows another time and long-term vision required for employees' welfare is disappearing. Uh, it says here, the concerns of employee, employee mistreatment come in a year that has already been devastating for workers across the game industry, with at least 6,000 layoffs having been announced since 2024 began, compared to the 10,500 layoffs made across the industry across the whole of last year. So there's that. Boom, boom, boom. Damn. Boom, Too many layoffs. Boom. Yeah. In other news, in other news, Valve likely made over $1 billion last year, Mayo, from loot boxes in Counter-Strike 2. I'm not surprised. The most striking statistic, though, Mayo, is that $980 million of that was spent by players on keys for cases. <laughs> <laughs> I 
yeah. in total, 400,318,821 cases were unboxed last year. So there's that. So these are all adults, right? Male, perfectly yeah, legal. I mean, not, that, not little that, kids gambling. You know, like, these are all adults. You gave all your money. <laughs> yeah, you get that tempting. You win in big on those because you know you'll. Some of them guns and stuff are worth like three, four, five hundred dollars. So then people they're in a counter strike love to try to see if they can get that. I mean, that's how my son got his Steam Deck. You know, he he literally got himself a five hundred dollar knife and then sold it on on uh on the marketplace. And then he just turned around and just bought a Steam Deck. How much are those keys, by the way, Mayo? Have you looked at them? Like see uh, how I much they're, I think they're two fifty, I think. A piece, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that'll add up. In other news, um, some video game actors are letting AI clone their voices. They just don't want it to replace them. That's right. So, um, yeah. So, apparently, these actors are just letting these AI record their voices and use it. So, I hadn't really anticipated AI voices to be my break into the industry, but alas, when I was offered paid voice work, and I was grateful for any experience that I could get at the time, said McGee, who grew up in Northern Ireland and has previously worked as a craft brewery management delivery driver and farmer. He now specializes in voicing a diverse range of characters from the British Isles, turning what he used to consider a party trick into a rewarding career. AI voice models don't have the best reputation, in part because they've been misused to create convincing deepfakes of real people. From U.S. President Joe Biden to the late Anthony Bourdain, saying things they never said. Some early attempts by independent developers to add them to video games have also been poorly received by both gamers and actors. Uh, most of the big studios haven't yet employed AI voices in a notable way and are still in ongoing negotiations on how to use them with the Hollywood's Hollywood Actors Union, which also represents game performers. Concerns about how movie studios will use AI helped fuel last year's strikes by the Screen Actors Guild of American Federation of Television and radio artists, but when it comes to game studios, the union is showing signs that a deal is likely. Sarah Elmale, who has played the Cube Queen in Fortnite and numerous other high-profile roles in blockbuster and indie games, said she has always been one of the more conservative voices on AI-generated voices, but now considers herself more agnostic. We've seen some uses where the game developer's interest was a shortcut that was exploitative and was not done in consultation with the actor. But in other cases, she said, the role of an AI voice is often invisible and used to clean up a recording in the later stages of production, or to make a character sound older or younger at a different stage of the virtual life. These, There are use cases that I would consider with the right developer, or that I simply feel that the developer should have the right to offer to an actor, to an actor and then the actor should have the right to consider it that it can be done safely and fairly without exploiting them. Says here the SAG AFTRA, that's the guild, what's that, Screen Actors Guild? Yeah. Place or whatever, has already made a deal with one AI voice company, Replica Studios. Announced last month at CES Gadget Show in Las Vegas, the agreement which SAG AFTRA president Brand Drescher described as the great example of AI being done right enables major studios to work with unionized actors to create and license a digital replica of their voice. It sets the terms that allow performers to opt out of having their voices used in perpetuity. Everyone says they're doing it with ethics in mind, but most are not, and some are training their AI system with voice data pulled off the internet without the speaker's permission, said Replica Studios. 
CEO Shreyas Nivas. Nivas said that his company licenses characters for a period of time. To clone a voice, it would be a scheduled recording session, and then ask the actor to voice a script either in the regular voice or the voice of the character they are going to perform. They control whether they wish to go ahead with this, he said. It's creating a new revenue stream, and we're not replacing the actors. This year, it was Replica Studios that first reached out to McGee about a voice-over audio clip he created demonstrating a Scottish accent. Working from his home studio in Vancouver, British Columbia, he's since created a number of AI replicas and pitched his own ideas for them. For each character, he'll record lines with distinct emotions, some happy, some sad, some in battle duress. Each mood gets about 7,000 words, and the final audio dataset amounts to several hours covering all of the characters' styles. Once cloned, a paid subscriber of Replica's text-to-speech tool can make that voice say pretty much anything within certain guidelines. McGee said experience has opened doors to a range of acting experiences that didn't involve AI, including a role in the upcoming strategy game Godsworn. Voice actor Zeke Alton, whose credits include more than a dozen roles in the Call of Duty game, hasn't yet agreed to lending his voice to an AI replica, but he understands why studios might want them as they try to scale up game franchises such as Baldur's Gate and Starfield, where players can explore vast open worlds and encounter elves, warlocks, or aliens at every corner. How do you populate thousands of planets with walking, talking entities while playing every single actor for every single individual? That just becomes unreasonable at a point, said Elton. And uh, Alton is also open to AI tools that reduce some of the most physically straining work in creating game characters, the grunts, the shouts, and other sounds of characters in battle, as well as the movements of jumping, striking, falling, and dying required in motion capture scenes. He says, I'm one of the people that is not interested so much in banning AI. I think there's a way forward for developers to get their tools and make their games better while bringing along the the performers so that we maintain the human artistry. So pretty much, Sessions, the, the, the Screen Actors Guild apparently has a voice with that fucking, was that voice replica? What's that company called? Replica Studios. I don't know. Okay. And they're going to use that for voice acting. And they're saying that the video game union doesn't yet have a deal with them, but it looks like the video game union is pretty open to using AI to voice characters. Yeah. I think the question is, is how they how they get paid going forward. Right, because yeah, I mean, what if you sign a deal, right? You think, oh, this is a pretty good deal. They're gonna pay me quite a bit of money to use this to to record six hours with my voice. They pay you a really good amount of money, Gunny, but then you don't realize, oh fuck, the contract says they can use it in perpetuity. Yeah, forever. So, so let's let's throw this out here a little bit, Jesus. So you talk about perpetuity. Yeah, if I can say that word correctly. Uh, so let's say they change like. Maybe the pitch in the voice and they change the file names and they say, well, it's not technically your voice anymore. It, you know, it kind of it's kind of, yeah, something we created here in our studio. So That's therefore, hard. you don't get paid you, anymore. You don't get paid anymore. You get zipped because it's now that file belongs to us. Right. That's going to happen so many times. Yeah, dude. it's going to happen, man. Man, I'm going to take your voice. I'm going to give it a deeper base. There you go. And say, oh, he's not from Ohio. He's from Idaho. <laughs> yeah. He's from Mayo Idaho. Idaho. He's, he's not from Mayo. Texas. He's, he's from Texas now. He's Miracle Whip. He's not Mayo. <laughs> right. This is Miracle Whip. <laughs> we call him Mayo Rays. That's what we call him. 
All right. Uh, this guy is free, Mayo. You're fired now. <laughs> it's but, our own file. Copyrighted and protected. That's not you. That's not you. We hear Mayo. Yeah, it's not you, Mayo. Right. This guy, this guy loves Steam also. He loves Steam. He's the best Steamer. He loves all about everything about Steam. You're being replaced. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, it's going to be crazy, I think, man. It's going to happen. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's just a matter of time, right? We just haven't seen it yet, right? To its full extent. Give it about. No, right. We're still in the pioneering stages oh, here. Right. Give it about five years. Yeah, five years. It'll just be. Everywhere. I think, you normal. know, like. I think even like in a couple of years, you think we're going to find out where that'll just be like, we'll get some famous, I don't know, like <laughs> fucking it'll be like Taylor Swift going, hey, that's my voice in the in the fucking GTA seven or whatever. You know, what the hell's going on? Like, that's not you. You know, that's AI, man. We AI created it. We just let the computer generate it, you know, so well, what what company do you think will be the first news station? To use an AI anchor, like, do you think it'll be like CNN or MSNBC, where like, like an AI anchor, like exactly oh, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying, yeah, like just have a fucking AI generated fucking thing on the screen that looks like a person, and say and have it yeah. voiced by an AI, and then just have them read the news like a regular anchor does, right? Because right now you can kind of tell, right? If you click on a YouTube video or you watch a video, you're like, oh, it's clearly. It's not a real it's not person, real. but at what point will they just use an AI? They don't need to pay anchors anymore. Yeah, probably be the MSNBC, Fox, uh, CNN, ABC. Probably Think ABC, right? C- I can see CNN, ABC doing it. Like these news stations that run all night and all day long, 24 hours a day, they have their channel running. Imagine how much money they could save if they could just have a computer with the fucking, uh, a likeness of somebody. Not exactly somebody, male. The likeness of somebody beyond the screen reading the headlines and asking the questions that anchors ask. They don't ask complex questions. When you, when you ever watch the news and, and there's always like, oh, there was a stabbing at the fucking train station. Let's go over live to the fucking reporter. And then, hey, Jimmy, tell us what happened. And then Jimmy's like, I'm right. fucking out here in the rain, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, got me out here in the rain. This guy got stabbed. He didn't give up his wallet and he went to the hospital. Back to you in the studio. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. Can you tell us the condition? Uh, did they arrest the, the perpetrator? No, he got away. He, he's running. Now we don't know where he's at. And then that's it. Like, you know, like yeah. they ask the same questions to everyone. They ask the same fuck. How is it like? What What's it like out there, Mayo? What's it like in Ohio right now, Mayo? What's the weather like? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah, great. Exactly. Oh, well, that's good to hear, man. Six inches well, like, of snow. That's that's all they ask. You could train an AI to do that. Yeah, for sure. Does that kill the anchor industry? <laughs> the right, six inches of snow. The roads are mm-hmm. icy. Yeah, yeah, you can ooh, put some uh, personality into it. Yeah, like you don't. AI is going to replace everything. Careful on your morning commute this morning. We're going to have no more actors, no more fucking anchors, no more weather guy, no more any of that shit. It's all going to be an AI fucking drone fake thing sitting there. Or it'll be somebody in a green suit that's not even talking, sitting there moving around with the fucking green suit on. And it'll just be a fucking fake AI, like generating like they're going to have some intern dress up in a green fucking suit, right? Have him sit down at the anchor desk 
Yeah. And okay, okay, man. All you got to do is sit there and shut up. Every so often, pick up the piece of paper in front of you and tap it on the desk. Yeah. Oh, and then, and the then, janitor? Then, let's the janitor's <laughs> turn. Come on over here. Yeah. Hey, every so often, we need you to tap the iPad that's in front of you. Just tap it like you're scrolling or something. <laughs> okay? That's all you have to do. <laughs> all right? Every so often, just do that, and then you look like you're real. Don't say nothing. We got it covered. You just got to sit there and look around. Like, the, <laughs> like <laughs> somebody's going to do it. I wonder who's going to do it first. I wonder when we'll hear about it, which, which company will be like, this these people did a whole broadcast with an AI and nobody complained, you know? Nobody even noticed. Yeah. Yeah. You think they'll do it that way where they'll do it like secretly, like they won't even tell no one and they just do so. it. And, yeah. They'll just and do then, it. And then, and then like no one will notice, right? No one will complain. And then like a week later, they'll just come on and say like, oh yeah, you guys remember that broadcast we did last Wednesday? Yeah. That wasn't even like a real person. That was an AI. We had an intern in a green suit and he just sat there and tapped the iPad every few seconds. Yeah, and we already laid say, off our two top anchors, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We're out of a job. He didn't say a fucking word. He, this is all computer generated, you know? Like, he, yeah, we, by the way, we fired our two anchors and we saved a lot of money doing that because we don't got to pay their health insurance or anything. And now we have a computer generated AI that will do all the anchors from now on. Yeah. Like, and our, our camera guy, he's actually in Bermuda right now. So he's just doing everything <laughs> from his computer on that side. He's Work from fucking home. remote. Fucking remote. We're paying a guy $2 an hour in Bermuda to fucking do it. Yeah. Oh, man. Our production That's assistant. Yeah. She was there, but she was breastfeeding her baby. She's back home over in Vermont. So, yeah. It's all. That's it. Honey. Needs to be the office it anymore. It's going to start like that. It's going to be just a normal thing. No one's going to fight it. No one fights it, dude. It's going to just slowly take over everything, Gunny. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I think I've said it on the show before, um, not that I ever have to deal with it, right? Because I have a I have a lovely wife that deals with all those telephone calls. You know, when you're calling the bank, the the hospital, the credit card company, whoever it might be, right? Yeah. I'm sure you're all listening out there like, oh, yeah, you know, always get put on hold and get a press the correct number to get to a live person. How we know we get, if it's even going to be a live person, right? Over the phone, um, especially. Half the time probably isn't. Yeah. Could be a recording. I'm you sorry. What were you trying yeah. to do? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. trying to get to yeah. a real person. <laughs> you ever Banking, see those videos? Finances. Yeah. You ever see those videos that Google does with, uh, with like the voice AI for like their phone? Like they're like, when they have people call like a voice AI on the fucking thing. And then like, you're having a conversation about having dinner tomorrow or whatever. Like, no, yeah, I haven't seen that. Like, yeah, they've done this in the past where, like, they, they like, unveil, like, their AI for, like, oh, this AI can help you make reservations at a restaurant. So you set up the AI and you tell the AI, I want you to make a reservation for me for tomorrow for dinner at 6 p.m. at this restaurant. And they'll have the AI call up the restaurant live. Really? Wow. Yeah. And the AI will be like, hey, I would like to make a reservation for tomorrow. Is there anything available? And the person will be like, hold on, let me see. And the AI is smart enough to know that how the people are responding and how to like process their response, you know? And they'll be like, oh, we have a reservation that could be made at six if you want it. And they're like, yeah, I would like to do that. You know, like, I'll, you know, this reservation will be for three people. Can I do that? You know, but it sounds like a real person is talking to Damn. the fucking, the people that are making the reservation on the other end. It sounds like they're talking to a real person, you know? Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's amazing. crazy. So yeah, I'm like, I think eventually it's going to take over everything. Yeah. Anyways, I'm done with news, Kenny. There's no more news. All right. I think I had just one more that I threw in there. Um, so I don't. I think I don't think we've ever talked about it, but 
Uh, so this is Jedi Survivor. Who made Jedi Survivor? That was uh, Respawn, right? So they are making a Mandalorian game. Well, uh, reportedly making a Mandalorian game. That's EA trying to cash in on that fucking Disney 10-year yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. deal they made with Disney or whatever. Which, I mean, if I was them, I'd be trying to make as many Disney games, as many Star Wars games as I could before anyone else could, you know? Right. I'd be trying to make all the fucking Battlefronts, everything. Fucking Jedi fighter. I'd make all kinds of shit. We're, oh, yeah. We're making a... We're making an X-Wing fighter game. We're making a Jedi duel game. We're making a fucking uh, live in Star Wars game. You just live there. Can, that's what you would do, right? Anyways. Yeah. Good old Quantic Dream making uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft's got Outlaws coming out. You've got the... Uh, uh, who is it? Da-da-da. So you've got the... Uh, shit. Now I can't think of his actual name, but... But yeah, you got a movie coming out, so things are rolling, man, in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah. but other than that, um, we've got Ryan Tolp Jr. He's got a question here, guys. He's got a question. I guess it's related to me. And uh, so he asks if I feel bad that Big Money Bucks Ryan, if he left me out to dry, since we couldn't get a crown win, uh, but they, but Ryan and Olivia could. Ryan and his daughter could get one, but we couldn't get one. What the hell, man? The fucking fuck? loser, so, Gunny. You you held him down, Gunny. I did, yeah, right? Like I even said it in the show. Order weight more than what you did, Gunny. Yeah, I know. Olivia's I should have jumped in with you guys up. this morning, but you know, played with you and Ryan. Three sixty no scoping and doing the emotes while Gunny's <laughs> over there, like remind me, guys. I'm I dead. come flying in on a car, fucking jump out, fucking waste everybody. Yeah, while airborne. You know, you know, shit, I will say, nice. I will say, <laughs> I did play with Nico and Gunny and Ryan today, and. uh I know. I first, I was busy. Two games were wins with us. I was out there teaching the kid how to drive a real car. Gunny so. could have been playing with us. He could have got a win. Maybe, maybe we would yeah. have got a win. <laughs> that would have felt good though, right? Because I haven't I haven't actually gotten one yet. But that was an epic fail on my part. It still felt good though, guys. That that last time I played with Ryan, like let me just run right into him and block his view so they fucking other team can kill us. Two other teams, though, by the way. But yeah, I haven't I haven't played Fortnite in like two years, dude. You gotta jump back in sometime, Jesus. It's yeah, you know, it's with it's easy. It's I mean not easy, but yeah, easy. On yeah, the- I, I would I would play Zero Build. The kid here, you know, she plays Fortnite, but she plays the Build Mode one, and that shit's hardcore, dude. I watch it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm a. I can fuck. I can build the stairs, and then I can build the platform. Shit, like, but no, man, they people building like a whole fucking tower, like in. A second, like in a second, yeah, yeah, there's I can't. A, it takes me a little a bit. Whole, but yeah, whole fucking no. building up. I'm like, I can't oh even the keep track. Fuck, what my boy does when he plays the building mode, like when he plays competitive. Yeah, I yeah, I can throw a few walls up. Time. But it was funny when we were playing, and my boy joined us, you know, and he'd come in and he was wiping out whole squads by himself. It was like <laughs> my boy's friend and myself and Ryan were all dead, and my my boy solo killed like three squads all by himself, and them guys are just kind of like. Holy crap, you know, and then he literally got all three of our uh, our tags and revived all of us. He was just like a one-man army yeah. out there just killing killing each each individual uh, three-man squad on his own. That's crazy. Well, actually, that was a four-man squad because we were playing, four, you know, a full squad, so. But, yeah. Yeah, I think that game he had like 25 kills, and Ryan was like, holy cow. All right, guys, moving on to the old console corner of things. Uh, some free games, some are not. Some are part of the, it's a subscription. So for the PlayStation Plus, still remains what we are with Foam Stars. 
over on PS5, and they did make it for the PS4, uh, along with Rollerdom. And Steel Rising is just on the PlayStation 5. Uh, over to Xbox Game Pass, we have Tales of Arise. I actually downloaded that game. I'm just going to check it out. I don't know if I'll get into it more of a Japanese game. but uh, And what else is on Game Pass? Anything good, Mayo? Let me just double check here on the PC side of things. I just had it up a little bit ago. I was looking. Yeah, see what they added nothing, recently. Nothing really jumped up, but there was some new games recently listed. Uh, let's see. We've got there is uh, Tales of Rise, uh, Return, Return to Grace. Grace, a little to the left. Oh, Played Up. Played Up is a game my son bought on Steam. Yeah, that is a game kind of like. Um, uh, oh. th- I forgot the name. We've we've played it remotely. Same. Yes, where you play, you got to try to make plates of food, and yeah, um, instead of hurry up kind of game, you got to hurry up and get. The food put together and you have your plates. Gosh, I can't think of the name of the song game right now, but yeah. They did add uh, Resident Evil 3. There's another a nice little ad. Yeah. I know. I thought it was going to be like, I misread it uh, when somebody put it in chat one time. I was like, oh, cool, Resident Evil 3. But I was thinking, fuck, I already own that game. I wanted Resident Evil 4, so I just don't want to pay 30 bucks for it. The remake for 2 in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, too was really good. Um, but the other one on here on Game Pass I was looking at was Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That looks like a Mayo game. Uh, it's a platformer like hack a and slash series game. Wasn't it? I played that one before. Yeah. So or something that one's about based. that one actually looks pretty good. But uh, over onto the Epic Game Store, claim your free games over there, like J twelve twenty has uh, for the for the longest time. But now he's got a PC he can actually play these games on. Uh, and that is Dakar Desert Rally. So I noticed it was uh, like super cheap on Xbox. I haven't played it, but um, I think it's an older game. I think it came out on like 360, but it's like kind of been ported over. I don't know how it looks. So yeah, maybe maybe just a car is like the older one, but Desert Rally is the newest one. I'm guessing so. But yeah, that's all I have. I haven't played any pinball at all this week, so I better get on that stuff tomorrow because uh, Ryan bought, always buys all the cool new tables. So get off the get off the old pal roll kick for a while, you know. Yeah. Just stuck on it. But I think that's all we have for the show, gentlemen. All right, Gunny, where can people find you? Go find me over on Xbox and Steam under Gamertag Gunny Chief. That's one word. And still sometimes on the PlayStation, uh, HGP underscore Gunny. What about you, Mayo? Where do we find you? Well, you gotta find me everywhere on uh, the Xbox and the the PlayStation. Play still playing some more God of War and. And the last of us two over there in the PlayStation and uh the Xbox probably still playing Forza over there, but I'm opening some lists up too. Um on the PC I've been playing still like I said mess around with Fortnite and stuff, having fun there. Uh you're gonna find me as the Mayo One. Um if not, find me on Discord as the Mayo. All right, and you can find me on everything I've seen in Walks a lot. I'll be playing some more City Skylines, maybe some Starfield eventually. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe some skull and bones. I don't know. No, probably not that. Probably not. <laughs> but Anyways, we'll see you on the next edition of the Horrible Gamers Podcast. We're out of here, everyone. Hope you have a good day, a good night, or whatever you're doing. I hope it's good. I just hope it's good. I don't know what you're doing. Hopefully, you're doing something fun. Hopefully, not working. Hopefully, you're just gaming. Hopefully, not your taxes. I'd rather be working than doing taxes. Fuck that. Unless you are a tax accountant. Right, you're right. making money at the same time. <laughs> you're, then you're getting paid to do somebody's taxes, but if you're not it's, getting paid, don't fucking. Fun, though, that right? I hope you're getting a refund. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, bye, everyone, bye. Bye. See ya.